Good afternoon, boys. Good afternoon. How are you going? Welcome back. So uh, I'm TL. He is uh, Cameron Wilson, the same Cam. And uh, we have a newcomer, Mr. Microphone himself. <laughs> <laughs> we have Troy Howe here from uh, the Office of the Year this year. Guys, how hey, are we? How you doing, man? Very good. So Excellent. you're crazy to even uh, start with us on the wine and wisdom thing. Maybe you should have started on the uh, light a bit, you know? <laughs> I think so. Uh-huh. <laughs> Welcome yeah, aboard. I'm, step, I'm stepping up. Uh, well, this week we have a, um, a Peterson wine from uh, the uh, Hunter Valley. And it's a beautiful Simeon Champagne. And as you know, the Simeon is very well known in, um, in the Hunter Valley. It's probably what they reputed for. But... Peterson's here, who's got a uh, winery to do beautiful red wines as well. But they're really famous with their champagne. Okay. They've got a lot of variety. And I've never had a 2007 Semillon. So we might as well just try it. Because now it's about 11 years in the bottle. You can see the uh, bright gold color, can't you? It's a nice color. Uh, have a look at this. Man, I can't wait. To the just, bubbles uh, are running. Ooh. Smells good. Uh, how is that? I think aroma? Peterson got in trouble. Ooh. They're not allowed to call it champagne anymore, aren't they? Oh, oh no, but I do. So do, yeah. really, who gives a shit what the <laughs> what the they, French say? The French, <laughs> they're not here. When I go yeah. over there, I worry about them. Uh-huh. The door shut, right? So this one here, if you can taste it, there will be uh, quite a bit of H Semillon in here, and that leaves the uh, sparkling. Troy, cheers, cheers mate. It up, cheers, mate. Cheers, boys. A bit of that uh, toasty and um, uh, honey notes at the same time, you feel? Mm. That going down, yeah. Mm. Plenty of flavour. Wow, the, what a bottle. I'm here to be educated, boys. I, I, I have to say, probably like a, a, a discovery for me because I yeah. probably would never have sparkling mm. semillon. Yeah. It, you know, I normally would have this with the normal wine with seafood, yeah. but mm. wow, sparkling. This is just crazy stuff. Very nice. Where'd you find that, mate? Hey, where'd you come across? I it? can't tell you. Otherwise, I'll have to kill you. We we, we, we both in the Hunter Valley on Saturday, so you you'll know where I found it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you following you around? Uh, when you go over there, actually, bef- as you turn into Broke Road, yeah, I know where the house is. Yeah, that's the house, oh, okay. right? Yeah, it's quite often there's a chocolate factory right next mm. to it, and mm. and quite often you, you you won't be able to park your car there because everyone's packed. visiting it. Yeah, yeah it's a crazy it's a thing. Prawns. They do oysters. And oysters. Yeah, amazing stuff. Sorry, you're sparkling. Anyway, guys, uh, today I just wanted to talk about the um, awards night we just had mm-hmm. and probably talk a little bit about the winners and maybe some of the categories. Uh, that was a great night. It was a huge night. It was a fantastic atmosphere, great venue, a lot of cheers, a few tears too. But it was it was, it was was a fantastic night, yeah. Oh, well, there were happy tears. Yeah. And let's start with maybe one of the first one, uh, Bent Specialist of the Year. The guy who won is Jason Cousins uh, from Wisebury Tumbi Yumbi. Animal. What do you guys know of him? Animal. Yeah, I heard that he's um, he's just a high-end performer. He just gets in and, and makes things happen. Yeah. Just doesn't have any hesitation. He's, I think he's got a he's got a very good team around him as well, very good culture. So that's obviously a part of it, but you've got to have that inner drive as well, don't you, to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, to me, you know, Ben Specialist is probably like uh, one of the worst job in in, uh, in real estate. Yeah, they were worst with it. Yeah, every, everyone just put uh, crap on you and um, you're probably doing some of the worst chores and nobody really gives you recognition. 
You're in the trenches, aren't you? Yeah, I, don't, I, I think that you're worse than in the trench. You're probably in the enemy's <laughs> you, trenches. You, you're you're, not, clean, you're, you're not even allowed <laughs> to be in your own trench. You're emptying the latrines. Yeah, I was about to say, you're cleaning the latrines. Yeah. yeah. And so but for me, like all of these guys who are in, in the category, uh, man, they're they crazy people. But Jason, somehow, I, I hope everyone who's in that position scold him because he has got that inner drive in him, you know? He's a beautiful guy. Uh, he's, uh, if, if you talk to him, you, you'll know he's very humble, but he won't take shit from anyone. No. Yeah, it's not a, bad, um, not a bad basis to start from, is it? If, you, if you've got that bit of spine and bit of backbone, um, but you know what you have to do and you apply it, and even though you know you're at that very starting point in your career, if you've got that already, well, you've already got a big head start. Staying humble in that environment too. That's, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. You know, that's a big call. I, yeah. I spent a bit of time with him on um, the weekend after the awards and I was lucky enough to venture to their Christmas party and while everyone else was uh, carrying on like absolute <laughs> champions, <laughs> uh, Jace was, he was a humble guy. Yeah, and, uh, nice. And yeah, you can tell a lot by that. What, what, one of the things that is crazy is that prior to him being around, their office in Tambiambi never sold or never even got access to uh, acreages. Acreages, yeah. Yeah, and okay. it, it, it was thanks to his work that they ah oh, he really so th- th- this is the crazy bit you you have people who come into a position and they they are yes men they do whatever they've been asked for but it's very rare you see these guys that come in they see a place that nobody even ventured into and they just go why don't I just open the door they actually the doers they create mm. stuff they don't just sit and and get things on the plate you know. Yeah. I've got a database full of entries that say, oh, gate, couldn't get to the door because there was a gate and everything I hear about Jason is sees a gate, jumps gate, knocks on door, gets listing. So, and it's amazing for him um, to jump gate because he's small. <laughs> well, he's, he's got, not a big guy. He's got to risk the dog factor as well, doesn't he? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those driveways are long to run away from a dog. <laughs> well, apparently he does a lot of work in his um, uh, soccer gear. He, I mean, his leader hates it. I mean, you've seen it at the awards night. Yeah. His leader uh, candidly said, I hate your soccer. <laughs> I, I think that his leader should really like it because the, if, if a guy really can open the door to acreages, uh, to places there that you've never been into... Let him go out with his soccer gear, right? If he has a method and it works. Second category, boys, Bobby Joe, Spirit Award. Yeah. yeah. That was that must have been a tough one to split. Uh, well, I, I'd have to tell you, man, or every single category is a bit tough. Mm. There's, uh, yeah. there's no easy category. When, when you sit down and you look, to make it into the list of specialists, you're already a winner. And sometimes in some categories, it's really like those Melbourne Cup where it's just by a nose that you lose, yeah. you know? Yep. I have to say that those people who have lost mainly it's mainly be, it's never because of me it's because of the other judges that I uh, that I've picked <laughs> <laughs> of course of course Troy <coughs> <laughs> so to see that the winner was Darren Jones what did you think oh, obviously you obviously that one was pretty close to my heart because he's he's from the Carry On Group and um, I championed his nomination there very very strongly I think he thoroughly deserved the win um in my time in my short time in real estate i've never seen anyone go through um the adversity that he's gone through at, to start a career and to come out the other side of that he's just about to tick over 100 grand for the quarter this quarter so we've seen it troy that i wouldn't still be in real estate if i'd if i'd come into run into the hurdles that he's run into um yeah. continuously and for him to come out of that not only keep pushing but on the side 
um, you know, the work that he does in the community uh, on top of that is just, I, I didn't think, when I read the description of the Bobby Jar Award, it was him to a T, and I'm glad that the judges went that way because I... I um, didn't you tell me that he didn't deserve it? No, that was the Rookie of the Year. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's why he stuffed up on the Rookie of the Year. Oh, but now he knows. I've already told, I've already told him. Yeah. I've already told him. So, um, but but tell, tell us, tell us, what, what is it that he's done to deserve this Bobby Joe? I mean, we know our Bobby Joe and some of the guys listening won't, but Bobby Joe's about, you know, she's had a fight harder than any of us have probably ever had to fight in our lives, 100%. Her whole life, and uh, to keep on fighting, which she's still doing. I think you told me she had another operation yesterday. No, that was her sister. Ah, oh, okay, there's another one. Yeah, she, yeah, but yeah, but Bobby's she had her knees done recently yeah, too, had, though, uh, didn't she? Tendons, um, tendons released in her legs. Yep. So beyond having seven months in hospital last year, this one was a breeze, but but it was still down to the children's hospital. Stay there for two weeks. Try and run the family still. Try and make sure that um, everything is in the best possible position for her to be able to have the operation and recover. And now she's back at home um, having a special physio and getting a help. So it's about, it's about resilience and overcoming. And Dazza, he started with us in November last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but what, what is it he's done? Yeah, that's what, what I'm going to What is it he's done so to get to deserve something this year? So he started in November last year, uh, hit the ground running very quickly because we're expanding into Barrow. Very quickly we got to about eight listings that were ready to launch the first week in January in Barrow. Yep. And then the mother of all storms hit the entire area and destroyed all but one of those listings. So yep. there's seven listings and $230,000 worth of work and, gone. And, and what does that do to a bloke's headspace or, or any a woman or a guy, what does it do to their headspace when you work so hard to secure those Get listings somewhere. and then it gets blown away by Mother yeah. Nature? So not only that, he loses all that work and keeps mm. fighting, but when that storm happened, the SES actually ran out of tarps to put on people's roofs and this guy, I won't go too much into his personal story, but does not have a lot of money left over at the end of the day because of personal circumstances, sent mm. his partner to the Bunningses up on the coast to buy every tarp they could out of his own pocket and deliver that to those families that needed tarps on their roofs. That was the big one for me. And I, he didn't tell me about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he didn't ring me and ask. He just fucking did it. That's the other thing, isn't and it? And I went, holy shit, you know, what what sort of an effort is that? And he, it's kept happening, mate. He's had – then when the listing started to come good, he had his first couple of sales fall over. His first sale, he sold the house five times. Five times. Um, Who does that? He had his first two agency agreements rescind on him, oh. and you know, oh. and that's when I say that we've seen people go for a lot less. I wouldn't still be working if, so, if that had been the start of my career, mate. I would not be. Here. So, so that, that's how you relate it to the Bobby, Bobby Joe the factor, fight, mate. absolutely. The, the fight. fight yeah. He's got more yeah. fight in him than anyone I've met. Ben Hur, yeah, and and for him to still, and then you know, he's a trumpet Genghis player. Khan. So Christmas time, he's going around to all those damaged houses, playing Christmas carols for him on their yeah. front door while he's door knocking. He just. Unless you – I, I kind of wish he'd done his speech better on the awards night so people knew what he'd been through because yeah. he, was he, was a bit, he was a bit struck as well. Oh, I think so. I yeah. don't think he realises what he's been through. And, yeah. and um, when people hear that story, Jesus Christ, you wouldn't have people whinging about, oh, I've got to work till 6 o'clock at night or, or yeah. some of the rubbish that we hear because – Well, not yeah. just that, but the, the financial pressure is – we all know at some stage in our life at different times and sometimes for a long periods of time, if you're under financial pressure, that weighs very heavily on you with the responsibility you have either as a partner or a parent just paying bills. But you go and pull what you've got out of the bank to help someone less fortunate in a time where you don't have to. You can walk away. There's specialist SES people who do that job 
and he goes and does that. Wow. And he's a guy with five, I don't know too many five kids to support, mate, I don't as well. Nah, wow. So I was, you know, yes, we've had our words over me not pushing his barrel for rookie of the year and, and rightly or wrongly. No, I didn't, but wow. I made, I went hard. disgusting boss. I went hard on, I went hard on the, the Bobby Joe Spirit Award and that, you know, I jumped out of my chair when that was announced because yeah. I, I, I couldn't have thought of a more deserving person. So. It's, it's one of the bigger rewards, really. Um, when I say they're all big, they're all huge. But it's one of the most prestigious, you, I feel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's, to me, it's the one that really grabs you, that, that makes you think outside the box of real estate and what else you do for other people. It's, it's, it's the human award, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's it is. It's been a good human. I'll never win it. Um, I've got nothing. No I've got nothing. <laughs> I'm never winning an award for being a good bloke. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, good on him. That's that's what your wife said on the last podcast. Yeah, I know, mate. Yeah, I've, I've, I've <laughs> got 18 <laughs> pages here, but we'll stick to the awards. No, 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 that's, no, that's okay. We, we can go that's through okay. that. We can go <laughs> through I'm that. Not, I'm not... I, no. I heard that you gave her a bit of a hard time because no, uh, she was quite open on the podcast. No, I didn't give her a hard time. Mate. I didn't give her any time. I went and played the PlayStation <laughs> until I got oh, over until you calmed down. Until I got over it. Yeah, so but but why would you? Why would you? I mean, seriously, people when they go on the podcasting, they they open up. Yep. Yeah. And when you do podcasting with me, you know I'm going to be listening into some of those words, and I'm going to catch one of those inflections, and then I'm going to dig. I need a drink. And, yeah, well, you can. <laughs> so the, the, the poor woman, she was just opening her, her heart. Yeah. yeah. And I think it would be wrong to, to go home to her husband who's then angry because she was very honest and upfront. I wasn't angry with her being honest or Because upfront. he's got a problem with vanity. <laughs> no. Oh. Wasn't it at all? Is this um, is this double strength or? <laughs> 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 just just, just kicked me. He's, oh, mate. No, that wasn't the issue at all, um, but obviously very confronting to hear. There'll be no throwing people under buses from my end, but I didn't think all the conversation was reflected the conversations we'd had. Let's just put it that way. So, That's an embellishment? Is that what you're trying to say? No, not an embellishment. Just um, I understand too well that I didn't do. I don't do a very good job of explaining that side of things to her, and, mm -hmm. and she said that on the podcast that, yeah. When we were having that discussion the night before the podcast, I did say, look, I, I don't know a better way of saying this, but yeah. there were bits and pieces of that conversation that were left out during the podcast, which made it seem um, not worse than it was or not, yeah, not whatever. Slightly different take on what I, you thought. I, th I thought there was more context that probably wasn't there, which frustrated me, no doubt. So I've got no problems admitting it and I've got no problems saying that um, ego got triggered a little bit as well and I've got no problems saying I'm, I, you know, it's not the best uh, husband moment on the planet to crack the shits about it, but at least I got to play some PlayStation. So, <laughs> Did you uh, win? I fucking, no, because <laughs> instead of driving my car off the road, I drove that. And it was just, right. <laughs> what, about what about Marketing Excellence Award, guys? Mm. It went to uh, Monavale. Office? Yeah, well, they always do a good job of it, don't they? Yeah, they've got a they've set a standard for a little while there, and um, was nice. They were very they were very chuffed. They were very happy with the with the win, and it's a little it's a little difficult for the other officers sometimes to see some of that work. So you got to the judges have to delve in and, and do a bit more homework and do some more probing and, and find out what's going on because it's not always something that we see of each other's work. So there's a bit more that has to be looked into before the judges can make that sort of decision. But 
I was really pleased for them. I think they were very, very happy with that. But it, it does set a standard for across the board for other teams to aspire to. So, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, they, they have something about their uh, social media and their marketing. It, everything always has to look good, you know. And, and quite often you look at the leaders and mm. the leaders are, are always on, yeah. Yeah. right, on the their influence. best dress, right? They, they are influence. On, and so, but, but it's good. It and, is, it's great. And, and what, what I believe in terms of marketing, mm. you have to always portray the best. I, yeah. I was, uh, I just finished like recruit training here and I was talking to one of the recruit and I said, how, how do you feel driving around busy roads and seeing core flute signs these days? Mm. You know, when you see a core flute sign on the main road, isn't that your business card? Yeah. Right? So if you were really into marketing, wouldn't you want to make sense that everything you have, at least on Main Road, is selling it? Yeah, Troy. Isn't it? What do you mean? So, no, stop, stop putting his leg, man. He, he's got okay signs. <laughs> the only core flute we ever use. Oh, you use core flute? I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> only, only, yeah. only, only for our leasing. Rubbish. Rubbish. I've seen them. I've driven past them. Calling rubbish. Have you? Not with my name on them. <laughs> Are you in sales? Mm, sometimes. <laughs> Foot in each camp. No, but really, seriously, boys, come mm. on, let's let's talk yeah. real shit here because we, we, we have people who've won awards here. We, we need to talk about it. All right? So when you look at Monavel, everything sends a message we are about quality. Yeah. Everything. You can drive on the main road in Monavel and you will see their signage. And you can drive past the office. It's just beautifully landscape in the front. Yeah. It, it's all about oozing nice. Yeah. I it think does. it's a point that sometimes get missed too is the effect on our clients, the vendor's house. How, how, what do you think about a house that's got a cheap and nasty looking core flute out the front of it? You know, that's a, it's an instant psychological effect. And I know it's only signs that I'm, I'm harping on, but um, sometimes when you drive past them, you think, what are they thinking? Yeah. Yeah. We we probably went backwards a little bit this year in our marketing. I'd, I'd, we didn't pay it as much attention. It looks a lot like how I dress sometimes, which is... <laughs> That's why I always say marketing, marketing is nothing else but the reflection of how the, the leader the looks. Leader. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, up, we'll fix the bits and pieces where we regressed a little bit. We're doing a lot better with our social media stuff too, but um, I think they've got a dedicated person at Monovale doing that for them, do they? Yes, they, they have Kali. Yeah, yeah. but so. I, I have to say, even though Kali is doing it, Yolanda has got her touch. Oh, she's you, you, you can't go past Yolanda. Mm. If she feels that it's not there, I can tell you, she's going to be there all night working on it. Yeah. And, and and that is the beauty about having that kind of mindset. Mm. We don't have too much of a goal. How do our clients see us? They may not get in contact with us, but they drive the roads all mm. the time. They, they are in the in the neighborhood all the time. So just to s send a message of quality, yeah. even if they're not selling, they have to start being wowed by this. Mm -hmm. And the day that they're thinking of you, well, that's a time. Do you know, I, I don't understand sometimes people not putting beautiful signs on the main road. And, and one of the <laughs> clothes that uh, I got from today was, well, you know, what do they put on the picture? They put a picture of something nice about the property. But now that you've seen it, you don't have to go in. Serious? Mm. <laughs> so w when I drive on the main road and I see a property for sale, one of the first things in my head is, ah, main road stuff. But if I see a property, a, a picture of something nice, I might be enticed to, to stop. Mm. 
right? If I don't see, I, if all I see is a, a plain core fluid, wouldn't I be thinking, oh, there's no point even stopping? Yeah, it's it doesn't send the same message, does it? Or, or, or do you say to yourself, oh, let's stop because maybe they've got a gem behind and they don't want to show us. <laughs> is that what we do? No. No, no. So we know that. So I think any offices who really... Uh, that really wants to excel in marketing, I think they ought to pay maybe a visit, may, maybe a weekend around them. You ever seen them do a uh, even an open house? Mm. When they do an open home, man, it's not an open home. It's almost like a tour guide of a museum. Yeah. The way they do it, it's just crazy. I've been to some and it's like they turn up earlier. They make sure everything is lit up the way that they want. They they make sure that they actually even have a mat to come in. The the candle is going because they want that smell because they have realized in marketing that smell is the number one sense, sense yeah, yeah. that people remember, right? And and so they want to have that. Yeah. They 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 have the right brochure not put anywhere. They have the right brochure put properly. They have the iPad going. They have it's just crazy music. Yeah, the whole am, the whole ambience and and that's that's what they're doing well. But you're right. We could we could all learn from spending a bit of time with those guys and picking up on some of those marketing ideas because that's that's not their first time they've won it. I think it's second or third time they've won that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They've they've done. Very, very well. So I drove down right. in the car with you, mate, and I think it's important you remember the importance of smell and the effect it has on people. A oh, long-lasting okay. memory. Just, yeah, but, just a thought. But you got to remember, I just had my car sprayed for cockroaches. <laughs> <laughs> so, rash. so when we're talking about uh, marketing excellence, what about the marketing officer? Huh? Casey from uh, Wisebury Charm Heaven won it. I haven't seen, yeah. Obviously, she's done a, a great job to... Um, earn the award but as Troy touched on before sometimes you don't take a lot of notice of the work that other people are doing so obviously the judges went through it all with the fine tooth comb and um, found a worthy winner so um, you ever been you ever visited the uh, marketing uh, team no I haven't no. No. Mm. it looks like a submarine they have their own corridor they, they that the team's got like four or five screens yeah the way that they work is just it's just like a uh, a bunch of soldiers in a submarine. Yeah, mm, it it's like in the trenches of work. And Casey, she she is to me a bit like a quiet achiever. She doesn't say much. She doesn't. She's very humble about her ways. But then she's very very creative. Her mind comes up with stuff, ideas that's just out of this world. This this is the essence, isn't it, of of, of marketing? Is that creativity? Because without, without the creativity, you're just copying what other people do. And if you're doing that and you're implementing it um, in a very strong way and you're making sure that you're doing your, the small percentages, then that's when you start to have some big wins. Yeah. You start to stand out from the crowd. And that point of difference is, is incredibly important when you're, when you're doing your marketing compared to your opposition. And, and, and you know the way she thinks because I turned up in their office once and I had the, my little DJI, DJI mobile. She was straight onto it. And yeah. she had her team straight onto it, trying to understand what it was. And, and, and immediately she could already see some of the things that they could do with, I mean, this is the mind of someone yeah. who's looking at marketing, not just uh, interested in repeating the marketing tricks that they do every day. Or she's a gadget person like you. And me. Uh, it's not a, even about a gadget, man. <laughs> I think that you're more gadget than me, man. I reckon you still have the drone that you haven't been flying for a while. Inspector gadget. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually got to go in for repairs. I didn't so crash it. 
I didn't crash it. No, no, no your son did. It's picking, no, no, it's picking up humidity in the lens, so I have to send it in to get it cleared. So <laughs> every time you put it up in the sky, yeah, it fogs up. So there's a there's a seal mm. in the lens that has to be repaired. So I see, I see, I see. So how do you? What's your advice then to officers that obviously aren't in a position to have a dedicated person for marketing? You know, obviously, I'll have a dedicated person. <laughs> you never win. You never, never win, win marketing. marketing. Of the year. Yeah. Listen, marketing takes someone who's special. My daughter Charlotte is a marketeer, like full blown. All right, she does stuff that I can only dream of. So why am I going to even try to follow her lead? I just let her do it. Yeah, and and, and that's the bit. If you understand that marketing takes someone who's really a marketeer, if you can't have that mind, don't even touch. I see people who have that to have their two bobs, but they've got no idea. You, you, you have to be an artist to be in marketing. You can't just be a business person. You have to have foresight as to what attracts people. But getting back to your question, Cam, how do you do that when it's a, a smaller business or a business that doesn't have a full-time person? And we, went, we went through that as well. And, and we had to find somebody who was very capable of starting that process but also had to have another role within the business as well, whether it be administration or whether it be doing procedures or some type of office management or even front desk, you've got to start with it somewhere. And if you don't start with a platform, then how are you going to grow it from that point there? And as the business grows, then it becomes easier and when it's more profitable to be able to put someone on full-time. And that's the level that we all aspire to. Yes, but this is, this is the big mistake that we are making in, in a small business. Uh, I think that uh, two years ago, I wrote in uh, my manual in, in our leadership conference in July, that the marketing officer, and I think it was at Kickstart again two years ago, I also made that point, mm. is now becoming as important, if not even oh, more important, yeah. than having a bench. I agree, I agree. All right? The, the image that the public is wanting to see from us every day is yeah. becoming so, so crucial that the people who are investing in the bench are nothing else but people who think like dinosaurs. Mm. You, you think about this. I have a bench. He makes 150 calls a day. Yep. He talks to 150 guys a day, but that's all he can do. Yeah. On the other hand, I've got a marketeer who's collecting information and through a push-up button can send out to 4,000 people. Yeah. yeah. How can you be that person? And so... That person, if they, if we understand investment in that person and how they can really make, create that feel good, like Steve Jobs, he said, I don't just want to create products. Mm. I just want to create products that people love. Yes. Yeah. And he did. Right? And, and, and so you have a look at it now. Mate, in this room, we all on iPhone. Yeah. Right? We all into products that Steve Jobs loved. Yep. And I think that that's the bit of a marketeer. A marketeer is not someone who's interested in sending out a message. Mm. A marketeer is someone who sends out love or who creates the emotion of love in through the things that they do. It's the, it's the um, you're right, it's the essence of sending a vibe or a feel that actually touches people's emotion. Yeah. Yeah, whether it alerts them to, I want that, I want to see that, I want to be around that, I want to smell that, I want to touch that, or whatever it may be. That is the essence of a good marketeer. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And, and it's not, if you say, I can't afford it, well, can you really afford not to? That's right. That's the question. Uh, mate, if you can't afford it, fire. Let go of someone in your team. Make space. But you have to get that person first. Fire yourself. Five yourself. 
But meaning to have a meeting with you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what about most improved team member, boys? Jamil Hassan. Oh, jeez. He, he, you know, he is. Um, it's he a dark horse a in a lot really, of ways. Oh no, I think he's been building. I, I, I actually think well, if he's a dark horse, he's galloping down the straight. He's, but he's, but he's very. Uh, he was, he, on the night, he was very quiet. He was very unassuming, wasn't he? That's what I mean by dark horse, mate. Oh yeah, that's gotcha. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Why? He, what? What? What do you think? What do you think? Do you think he's? He doesn't de- think he deserves it. No, no God, not no. at all. No, I think he was. Um, do you think that his leader is about? Let's not celebrate shit about our success and victories. No. Let's stay humble. I don't think that either. I, I don't. I think his leader has changed his ways quite a bit. Actually, I think he was. I think he was very humble on the night as well. And although they celebrated and they felt really good about what they'd done, but but both of them were very humble in their speeches, very quiet. You know, there were some smart asses who got up and drank beer out of mugs and all sorts of stuff like that. Who was that? I don't know. <coughs> <say>. um, <coughs> <coughs> sorry. Something. But sorry. but those guys were very humble and they, they didn't say a lot, but they certainly do a lot. And I thought – I actually thought – He's been like that since I met him though. Has he? Yeah. yeah. I haven't had a lot to do with him personally, but – but, and I was hoping to catch up. I did shake his hand that night and say, well done. And even then he was very humble. About yeah, they left very early though. Yeah. Yeah, so they, yeah. so that's why I, I was questioning myself. I mean, uh, do they understand the enormity of the win? And mm-hmm. me as a leader, if I see that my team member are winning, this is the night where you share that spirit. You, yeah. you So I don't know, maybe they I left the early impre- to I their own I get the impression bar. from them without picking a fight that they yes, they're very proud of their achievements, and yep. yes, they celebrate them, but they celebrate them internally more than with the whole network sort of thing. They don't, they don't, um, and that's yeah, that's the family they've built, and that's the that's how they want to do things. And there's, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that. But no, no, they, I, you, know, you can but tell on social media that they're extremely proud of their achievements because there's lots of posts and and different things about the awards they've won. Still, still yeah. now a couple of weeks on, you know, yeah. but um, they partied hard on yeah. Yeah, but that's I think maybe that's because Caroline's taken over the uh, marketing <laughs> and she's now realizing. Hold on, winning marketing starts today, not next year. Yeah. And she's she's actually starting to do a good job. I I, uh, I I saw Caroline taking on the reign of a lot of things in the office yeah. uh, on behalf of Abdullah, and I have to say Abdullah is very lucky to have his wife now understanding that there's a lot of things we need to be doing in in marketing because there's no point doing great things. Yeah. If the world doesn't know, we're doing it. About you. Mm. But he's, but Abdul is so incredibly focused on results and getting that team to a high level that it's very important for him to have someone like that because if he doesn't, uh, then he will miss the boat. So it's it's great that he's got that opportunity yeah. to have her be there. So Jamil, I think that Jamil. Jamil, it's amazing, mate. I, I had oh. a lot. I have a lot of time for him, and um, yeah. and he's a naturally humble bloke, so he's not going to want to. Yeah, yeah. but isn't it nice to some degree? It's, it's just he just seems like a nice young fellow. I'd like to spend a bit more time around him actually to see to get to know him a bit better, and hopefully I can do yeah, that. Yeah, but he may not like spending time around. Oh, he may not. We can because force the issue. <laughs> when, 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 when you start behaving like Harry Wiseman, <laughs> mate, that that's totally <laughs> anti Jamil. You know, well, that's inappropriate. It's <laughs> 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 an inappropriate comment about we'll an inappropriate to get Harry man. On that podcast one day, mate, because. Um, no, it gets ugly. Hey? It gets ugly. That's what this is all about. Mate. And that's when he's sober. <laughs> oh, well, maybe it's a good idea. Well, all right, next one. Uh, Property Management Officer of the Year, Shay Wallace from uh, Wisebury Heritage. Yeah, she's uh, another uh, killer. 
Oh, mate, big time, big time. It, it, the feedback that I heard on her and, and the lengths that she goes to and the efforts that she puts in and the focus that she has, uh, there were some good competitors out there. It was a, it was a high-end field there, so it was, it, was, it was very – I mean, Enmore did very well in some, uh, some areas there as well. With Brad, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so what you guys are both on the judging panel. I'm not privy to that, and I know. Shay. No, we don't take shitheads for like to no, judge exactly. our people, mate. <laughs> we we have too much respect for our finalists. No, so some of these awards. Well, you didn't call him a shit. You called him a jughead before, not a shithead. <laughs> He's jet lag, mate. Jet lag. He can't keep up. No, but for yeah. for someone on the outside looking in, I know mm, Shay. It's hard, personally. But yep. like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Same, but I haven't had a lot to do. So, and it was the same with the. Marketing Officer of the Year award. I sort of paused for a bit because I, I haven't had a lot to do with them personally. You guys are on the inside, so one, you know what it takes yeah, to, to win. Research. You're probably the best to speak to why they won. I mean, mm. what, what what set Shay apart from the other guys? Uh, for me, uh, it, it every single people I've spoken to, um, or it was all about the extra mile. Yeah, it was about Shay was not just happy about doing her job. Every single person said not only she was the instigator of fun and positive energy within her own team, but with clients and her own team, she would always go beyond the job. Yeah, that's it, and that's and, a and that to me, it's too. just crazy thing. I mean, you uh, you you know, to to be a, a property management officer, there's a lot of crap you're going to get, right? Just like the benchy from sales team, you're mm. probably getting that from the property management team. And then to go in day in, day out, do your job, and then go beyond that level in order to deliver more, mate, you're an animal. To me, they are, I know it's a, it's a very um, topical uh, term, but to me, they're like the firemen. They, they are putting out fires constantly, and when they're not putting out fires, they're doing backburning to prevent fires, mate, they are, and then they have to go out there and win business as well. But they do. They, they're under a lot of pressure and they do have to handle a lot of stuff. And if you're able to do that in an environment where you still keep your team on a very positive outlook and you can send positive positivity throughout that team and, and create that vibe, then, then you really are a champion in that field. Here's a comment that I, I got from someone here and it went like this about her. No matter where she is, she lights up the room with her positivity her eagerness to learn and grow, and her desire to improve those around her. Are you serious? Yeah. And this this is why I think she um, really deserved it on the night. Oh, good one. It was a good win. It was well-deserved. What about the uh, property manager of the year? Wow. Gemma Spowett, mm. Spowett mm. from Preston's. Yeah. Wasn't she stoked? Oh, she, she was, was not expecting that. She was that, overwhelmed, you know, yeah. and she was... I love I it. I presented that award. Yeah, she, so it's a buzz, she right? She know what to do. Yeah, it was, and she Good on she her. was, she was <laughs> shell shocked. She got up there. She didn't know what to say. <laughs> she was just buzzing. It was, it was like she'd won lotto. Yeah. It, was, it was fantastic. And to me, they're the they're the favourite ones where people win and they don't expect to win. Well, they know they're up there, but she's has she ever been nominated before? No, she's brand new. Yeah, also. so. So there, it's also a sign of a good training environment too, isn't it? Oh, because gotcha. Jason, yeah. Mon- Jason Montez, crazy, yeah, property yeah. manager of the year last yeah, year, yeah, sensational. Yeah. If, yeah. if you don't do well, Jason Montez said you're hunting. So, <laughs> so, <to have> <laughs> so <to have laughs> and you and you're the kill. <laughs> 
So that's a, I mean, that's a big tick to have the guy who oh, won yeah. the year before have one of the people he's training up to win it this year. To I mean, that, that's huge. So, yeah, yeah. yeah um, but you know the monster that the guy is, right? Like mm-hmm. Jason. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I mean, as a property manager, mm-hmm. like if he's not King Kong of management, I don't understand. And he's the one telling some of the people that she did a better job than him this year. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and she deserved yeah. it more than him. There's that a standard. W- that... She inspired him. I mean, serious. Yeah, yeah. I'd heard it from him earlier in the year in, in conversations that we'd had on the yeah, phone when he was just as a As a judge, when you ring these people and you are probing on this stuff, you have to try and be able to dissect what is the leader pumping, you know, pump for his tires, person, yeah. pumping tyres, or whether there's fact. And so you have to probe a little more and ask for this, that, and the other. And... And Jason's a straight shooter, as we know, and he's Mr. Calm and Mr. Cool and Collected. He's not really Mr. Calm. He's man. not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He comes so across, uh, but... He, he does, yeah, he does. Until he gets the gun or the arrow yeah. out. I, I, had, I had a little bit of to do with uh, Gemma during the year, and it was about personal growth. Yeah. And I could not believe that such a young woman was so interested in growing. And, uh, I mean, she didn't have it easy in life. But the way that she was talking through her challenge, yeah. the way that she was showing her level of resilience and her still commitment to learning, that to me, it's all inspiring, you know? Yeah. This is what you see all the time with winners. They, they never think that winning is a destination. No. They think that they, they understand that winning is just another stop towards the self-actualization of their own self, you know? And, and that to me is so, so important. She was a great speech and I think she... Um when she spoke, uh, everybody stopped. Everybody listened because they could see how genuine and how excited and how shocked she was. But it was it was one of the highlights of the night. I loved it. What about the receptionist of the year, Antoinetta? Fifteenth time running. She's going to get a medal soon. Yeah, she actually asked me for, for the Hall of Fame. one of the, the Hall of Fame <laughs> yeah, yeah, if she gets right. it the fifth time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, she's um she set the standard, but that. The hard thing is to um, to back it up, isn't it? If you've if you've won something once or twice, um, so that's I'm gonna ask the same. Yeah, I'll ask the same question I asked before. Obviously, I'd, I've had no inter apart from g'day and hello. As far as work goes, not a lot of interaction with Antoinette at all, if any. So, what sets her apart? How can she win that same award four years in a row without someone else setting she's, stepping up? What what she's got a winning formula. She understands the business. She has a level of maturity an understanding of what the team needs, what her bosses need, what the clients need. And Have you got an example for people, other receptionists listening? No, I've had no. too many Well, wants. just give her a call, you'll know. Yeah, <laughs> I've had too many ones. I, I I, I've, got, I've got something off uh, about uh, a year a year ago. You want to open the se- second bottle? Yeah, yeah which one? Which the one? Uh, the uh, the white one? The Samilian. Yeah, I think so. Uh. Warm, hey, what, so what did you think of that? It uh, yeah, was pretty good, mate. Semillon, bubbly, huh? sparkling Semillon. Crazy, isn't it? 2007, mate. It is still available. You can still go and buy that from Peterson's house. I want a picture of the label. It's just crazy. That was... Well, right you can have a bottle, mate. You can take the bottle home, man. Don't worry about it. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. The guy that normally drinks water. You, I know, you don't I know. I, 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 I know, I, and I'll admit it. <laughs> I'll admit it. I, I, I'm a newbie. But I actually enjoyed that. Oh, nice, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I love da- it too. I love it. Finish dangerous, it mate, I'm in dangerous waters. Dangerous waters. The winner's man. right here, so you better finish up. <laughs> so I actually, this one we're about to open, I stumbled across this today because 
Yesterday I went shopping for wine and wisdom. <laughs> Last minute. No, no, no. no maybe no. he won't win again. No, no, no. Maybe. <laughs> no, I had my bottle picked out. I knew what I was going to get and I bought a couple of bottles of it. And okay. Yesterday was a very long day in the uh, the world of Cam. So, so you, you, the you bottles I bought over. for wine and wisdom didn't make it to today. <laughs> <laughs> How many did you buy? A couple. Okay. There was, was, was no PlayStation last night. No PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did say. So I went you back today to get some? the same bottle, but then I was like, oh, I had a scout, and right beside the same bottle was this, oh. and this is a 2009 vintage mm-hmm. blue label Sermillion from Mount Pleasant. And when I did a bit of research, I, I haven't, I've never tasted this before, so I don't yep. know, but I think we might be onto something, lads. So okay. Mount Pleasant started in the Hunter Valley in 1880. They planted their first crops. Um, in 1941, they got bought out by McWilliams, and in 2017, they won the Holiday, James Holiday Winery of the Year, and last year their winemaker won – oh, sorry, not even last year, 2019, they won – Adam Sparks, their winemaker, won Winemaker of the Year. Wow. So. We know with Sermillions that um, they're a white wine that can sell her and do sell her very well. So yep. when I saw it was a 2009, I thought, oh, we might be on here, boys. So give yeah, it I a run. It's going to be a good one, man. Yep. I think it's going to be a good one. Okay. Isn't it, again, educate me here, gentlemen. Is, is, it, is it dangerous to be switching these colours? No, nah, it's never dangerous. It's colourful. <laughs> There's an order. <laughs> you start with the bubbles and you go to the and whites you and you finish wines. with the reds. Yeah. I don't want to finish on Jim Beam. No, tell you that. Mate, me and you later, a few Jack Daniels. No way. Right after the uh, awards night, I didn't want to tell it too many people because obviously it was an aff- a, a love affair between my parents and I, but I thought, you know, now that I've looked after our entire organisation and everyone who deserve to win have got everything, now it's for me uh, the, uh, the time to go and, and say day to mum and dad and look after them. Yeah. And, man, I've tasted some beautiful wine because yeah. when I'm around mum and dad, I... I'm not just interested in having an experience with them mm. because obviously of all the years that I've lived away from home, I wanted to have the best experience with them because yeah. you know, as they age, you never know when's the next time and whether Correct. there is the next time. So yeah. you want this this time to be the best time. Yeah. Man, some of the wine. <laughs> They're wine drinkers now. too? Mum and dad the, drink wine? Well, they weren't. Really, but uh, when I'm around, you were. You, you've <laughs> you got no other options. <laughs> that was very past tense. Yeah, <laughs> you got no choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So even my uh, my brother-in-law, I mean, they, they they really amazing connoisseur of wine. So they, yeah. they did amazing stuff too. Nice. Let's try this one here. Okay. Ooh, hey, it that doesn't great. have that kind of aroma, right? That uh, oh, that's aged that aged Simeon, yeah. Nice. Mm. Nice, okay. different different finish. Yeah, very different finish. Certainly to the last glass. <laughs> I like it. No more for you, <laughs> mate. I, I'll, I'll just put it back on chill. We'll see how the next one goes. I was going to say, I, I um, unless we're going to be here till eight or nine, I've, I'm going to have to back yeah, it all off. All I'm hearing is excuses out <laughs> of you, mate. <laughs> so let's go back to our Antonetta okay. here. Yeah, I'm going to share with you something about Antonetta. Okay, give us some information. Yeah, just one example. About two years ago, I went to their office. Yeah. She asked me what I wanted to have. So I said, coffee, white, one sugar. Many months later, I went back to her office. She said to me, would you like a coffee, Thomas? I said, yes. She said, white, one sugar, right? And to me, that is the hallmark of someone who actually made sure she remembered 
things about what you want and what you like. And straight away, I felt like special. I felt like if she bothered remembering something about me, what does she do about clients yeah. and other people in the office? And suddenly I realized why Oscar Montes and, and people like Ali, they speak so highly of her. You know why Jason would say to you, oh man, she's something different. Like Daniel would say the same thing and Michael. And so, because so, at first I thought, oh man, they have to just edify their people because it, it's their people. But no, and that is the one thing. You, you see her, she's got problems in life, like all of us. Like everyone. But yeah. man, the smile the woman has as soon as she's in the office, you think this woman is the only person on the planet without a problem. She carries herself in a very, very professional way. And, and, and when you are a receptionist, you are the signboard of the office. Mm. Everyone who walks in, they see your smile. They see your ability to relax them first and foremost. And if you can't have that, then I think that you've already uh, killed your business. Correct. You don't you don't go through to Luna Park without going through the big smiley face first, right? I like <laughs> that. One. I like that one. But see, that, that's I told you. Antoinette he just called you a clown. <laughs> she would love that too because she loves to be known as a clown. It's the welcoming face of fun, my friends. So you guys, before we go on to the next one, you guys have mentioned a couple of times now leaders pumping people's tyres some, and you've got to sift through what's legit and what's just trying to go for the win. Is there much of that or is it? Is it? I don't think so. I, I actually think that a lot of a lot of the leaders are, um, are quite open and honest about and, and to the point where some of them say, no, not not that person, not they won't be the winner in this. And, and I, I really like that. I really like that. And I've, I've done it myself. I've, um, and, I, and I think that transparency – is, is part of the Wisebury culture. But, hey, people are human and, and there can be times perhaps where we've seen that. I haven't seen probably – I can't put my finger on any time where I've gone. But regardless, I still quite often will speak to a second person in that office yeah. to, to get a little bit more from it or get a different perspective from it as well. Yeah, I have to say that over the years uh, things have improved. But um, obviously to win an award in, 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 in a, a network – it's a big thing because in terms of marketing, uh, it's a huge leverage. You you use it for quite a few months, yep. if not the whole year. Your business cards changes, you know. Mm. I can see sometimes offices doing it. Mm. But uh, like Troy says, over the years, people have improved because there is nothing more insulting than when someone wins in your office and afterwards other offices come in or they call you and it's a shame. You, you feel pretty bad as a leader yourself. So you, that's why I think you said about Darren and Rookie because for you, it's not about whether he wins or not. It, it's about are we being uh, transparent here yeah. or are we being a fake? And, and I think that, you know, five minutes of fame because that one night in a year, it's five minutes, right? But that's not really much next to a, a lifetime of being known as a, a fake or a liar. Correct. When people, when the judges rang me and I answered the questions on Darren for Rookie of the Year, I just answered honestly to my own truth. You know, and we, we spoke, Thomas, we've had conversations about that and part of it was me not fully understanding the criteria but part of it was you know, I'm trying to build a culture of no participation trophies and trying to build a culture where people can be proud of the trophies they get because they've earned it. There's nothing worse. 
I mean, we say pretty much what you just said, but people holding a trophy that they don't think they deserved or know they didn't deserve, and yeah, you know, um, a shallow victory, isn't it? You know, I spoke to Darren, and I said, mate, and I said it in front of the whole team so they knew. I told the judges that I didn't think you should get Rookie of the Year, and, and I apologise for that. But in part of the criteria is the the money you bring in, and and it didn't happen, and it didn't happen for a lot of reasons, like we mentioned before. But that's yeah. also the reason I championed him so hard for Bobby On Joe. Because, yeah. Yeah. So um, now he's so pissed off the Discord. He's about to do hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually about to be the first person Win. since I started real estate to beat me in a quarter. Nice. So, nice. Isn't, that, isn't that nice though? Isn't oh, that, as a leader, that's it, it a fantastic is, it, is that why you've been drinking two bottles <laughs> last night? <laughs> no, that was Crystal's podcast. Oh, um, no. Crystal again, Crystal again. <laughs> hey, give us some more champagne, mate. Man. Uh, hey, listen, no, but that, yeah. if Crystal's listening to this, she now has got something in this podcast. Like, because <laughs> you just threw her under the bus <laughs> this <laughs> <laughs> so, so I hope that she's gonna play on the PlayStation or break it now, uh, mate. I look for unbiased opinions, and when people who have listened to it out there and why just come up and hug you and ask if you're okay, I know that I'm right in feeling. <laughs> no, but maybe your team is a bunch of wankers who are really like trying team. to start things. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. I didn't say my team. No, but you told me on the phone. <laughs> 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 she'll, throw the, she'll throw the PlayStation oh. in, the, in the pool, mate. So the rookie oh, no, of the no year fence. this year was Aaron. Aaron Prasad from Wisebury Prestons again. Yeah, Bloody three Prestons in a go. Mm, yeah. So, mate, what do you guys know about this dude? Because I can tell you quite a bit about this dude. I'll put my hand up so I know absolutely nothing. Mate, um, what, what are you doing in the podcast? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I better talk to Charlotte. We better invite real people here. Oh, even come on, mate. In wine wisdom, mate. You might as well have wine outside, mate. He mate. brings good here wine. for comedic value. He that's brings good wine. That's what you bring. Yeah, well, okay. The wines are off. Well, let me the tell cheese, you. I'm not sure Aaron, about the wine. Another humble guy, but I Aaron was about to uh, face the music halfway into the year. Not that he wasn't doing much, but because he was so much of a Mr. Yes Man that he was doing a lot of other jobs rather than doing his own job. And there was something in the click in him halfway into the year that really got him to change. I mean, he's done like great jobs already, but halfway into the year, he started selling more than some of the top salespeople in the team. So what was it? He started to believe in himself. Yeah, the big one. Yes. Uh, uh, the, the, the big thing uh, halfway into the year. So up until then, he was doing sales, he was getting things happening, but... He started to believe, no, I can do this. And, and I think that the, the guy that really built him up quite a bit was Michael Montes. Yeah. Michael, and, and I, I had quite a bit of chuckle with Michael and between Daniel and Michael, uh, there's a little bit of that. Uh, last time I saw them, I said, guys, have a look at what this guy has become. And both of you wanted him to be fired. And Michael said, I never want him to be fired. And Daniel said, yes, you did. No, it wasn't you. No, it was me. It wasn't you. And I had a, almost a fight in the, in the office. <laughs> and so, but, but they didn't want him to be fired, really. That, that was not the real story. The story is that they wanted him to really go well. Mm. And so when I walked into the office, I did a bit of training with him. And it was a day when I, I picked him uh, and I picked on him and I got him in front of the team, and I, I went through all the role plays. And right after the role plays, I said to Michael, shit, this kid's good. What are we doing? Are we trading him or are we just leaving him to into the wild? You know. Yeah. And I think that to his own credit, Michael really picked up his game with, uh, with Aaron. Which yeah. is great leadership. 
Mate, seriously, mate, that was great leadership from uh, Michael because Aaron, if he had left the industry, I would have been really sad. But he would have possibly been lost to the industry forever yeah. or he goes and works for the opposition for them and then he, if he has good leadership above him, then he then he thrives, which is I'm really pleased that that, that, that happened and, good on him. and he probably won't look back from there now. It's an important award, I'd, the trophy I got. And it's a, it's when you're starting out, you don't know. Yeah, you don't know whether you're doing it right. You don't really know. People tell you you you're doing okay and mm. pat you on the back, but much like the awards, you don't know. Much like the nominations, you don't know whether they're just pumping your tyres yeah. or. Mm. And and I said in the podcast prior to the awards night that getting that trophy was validation for me. Yeah, a bit of vindication that you're not going to be standing up here if. People have just been pumping your tyres, and I needed that. Yeah, I but I don't think we have pumping tyres in Wisebury, mate. We're very, no, very we, genuine with our awards, mate. If, I'm if anything, we're slashing tyres. No, that's what Patrick. I meant. Yeah, <laughs> if anything, we way too hard. That's what I meant, yeah. to get the trophy. Yeah. It meant yeah. that – because sometimes you question. I always question. People pat me on the – oh, mate, you're doing so well. I don't know. Are you just saying that or are you – But that's a, that's a great you know, guide, like you said. And and then – but to be up there, you go – Confidence. Oh, fuck, you know, I, yeah. I might actually be – You probably said that doing too. Doing okay. I did. I probably did. <laughs> I so didn't swear at the first we, time. We, we forgot uh, the uh, property management team of the year, yeah. which was uh, won by Wisebury and more. Yes, and I was really pleased to see that. I must say, I, I, I spoke to them after the awards, and I described them as the quiet achievers. Yes, they are. I mean, they're very humble people. David Craddock, um, probably the worst dancer in the world, but... One of the good he did very well. On he stage. did. He actually, you know what? He got into it. I mean, that, that shows you all the, the 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 good teacher I was with him <laughs> in, <laughs> in, in, in Phuket with a river dance. If ever there's been a case of the blind leading the blind, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Well, you know well what? Done, you know what well the next? You know what next year is? <laughs> yeah. Like we did when we were in was it Langkawi? The uh, the karaoke. You have to start with karaoke next time. No, that was in Phuket again. Phuket. Uh, that was uh, the year when you jumped in with your g string in the pool. That was that same year, mate. Maybe. I yeah, don't was. remember. I, I, I do remember. <laughs> you, who never drink. There's two episodes with... Mate, you, you, there's two episodes with... I this met the dude, guy who doesn't drink. drink on the plane once, and I'm like, are you sure you don't drink, mate? <laughs> you can't say that anymore. I'm sitting here drinking now. There's two, people say, you don't drink. And it's true. I didn't drink till I was 40. But all of a sudden, you know, so 30 50, years ago. 54 and, and uh, 12 years of... Being an alcoholic. <laughs> no, you don't drink, I know that. Very uh, rarely, very rarely. So the property management team yeah. of the year, Wisebury and more, they, uh, I, I think that there's a lot of credit goes to Emma. Yes. Emma Craddock Absolutely. herself. She is probably to me the real BP, always mm. beaming smile on her face, never wanting to take anything out of a team. Yeah. And yet, mate, she is a huge driver. You need anything new, she does it. They change the mm. entire system, right? Yeah. She just gets onto it, makes it happen. While her father is riding around New Zealand, riding his bicycle. Building, uh, doing buildings, oh, construction. Even, no, trying to build. He's, yeah. trying, to, <laughs> he's trying to get he's it out of the ground. <laughs> it's a cubby house. <laughs> it's a cubby house. They've got something like a thousand management staff. Well, I was about to say, yeah, when, when you look at the, the rent roll size. I'm having trouble with 10. <laughs> when you look at the rent roll size and what she's achieved, but I feel uh, that they have just built and built and built off their platform and they haven't allowed themselves to go backwards in any way. And I think it was a well-deserved, there was some, again, like everything, there were plenty of good operators out there and good property management teams, 
but I think that um, that Emma was a was a star this year, and I think her team uh, owe a lot to her, and I think her father can be very very proud of her mum. Yeah, and I think that her father's done very well with her there. Absolutely, Absolutely yeah, for sure. And it's not it can't be easy working with your with this with your one of your children. You tell me about that, Thomas. It's, it can't be easy. No, no. I, it, I, I think that me working with my children is not easy, but mm. I think that for David Craddock work with, working with Emma, mate. Oh, she's yeah. Their natures are very similar, very calm. Yeah, but you know, I mean, we have a Rod Dillon policy. You don't employ any of your any of your family members, and I've I've had twenty interviews with my kids or my four kids, and none of them have got past interview one, (laughs) and for good reason. Working with your wife, mate. Ah, We can speak to that. Yeah, yeah. What about the uh, Super Team Member of the Year, guys? Uh, Cass from Campbelltown won it last this year. Oh, look, Cass Sebastian. She is the glue of the Campbelltown team. What's up with Sam? <laughs> wow. Well, let, let's, let's, be, let's be realistic about Sam. I think Sam. she should have had 10 awards. Let's not underestimate exactly. that. Exactly. I love you, yeah. Sammy. But oh, I love Sammy. But, but Sammy has he is such a dynamic dude, and he's had some real ups and downs as well during the growth of his business and that time in his business. But he, you know, he he can't do what he can do without without Cass. No, it's and true. He, he hasn't been able to, you know, like any good leader, unless you have that right support person. You just and, and I know with our support girl Michelle, um, you, know, you you just cannot drive forward without those sort of people. And she's been there for. How, I mean, how long has she been there for so now? Four years, I was five about years. She's been there for a long time. Huh? Yeah. However, I I think that she's the first support team member. That's been driven to every kickstart, yeah, and almost every leadership, leadership yeah. in July. Like that's a trip overseas. Yeah, it's all fully paid, and and I think that there's a lot of credit that goes to Sam and Linda because they have invested an enormous amount of information. I mean, you can't imp- you don't improve going to one leadership seminar, but when you've been to four or five leadership seminars, I guarantee you something sticks. Right, you, you even if it's just a little bit, something sick. Yeah, and, right. and to me, the, the these guys here have invested so much over the years into cash that the returns now paying. So I, I think we need not just Agreed. take the credit away from uh, Sam and Linda either. No. Agreed. You know, 100%. at some stage yeah, sure. they have actually seen something in her and decided to invest in her even before she returned. You hear that, leaders? Invest in your people. They named their child after me, so I'll, I'll never take it. <laughs> <laughs> the middle name's Cam, so we're good. I told them. What about the salesperson of the year, boys? That's always hotly contested. Abdullah, Chidari, Tumbi Yambi. Absolute rubbish. Machine. I'm blowing up. <laughs> it was a raw. Set up. It was uh, favouritism. It was, uh, what you know, Jamil does. All. We all know who the real worker in that <laughs> office is. <laughs> He, he won yeah. most improved team member. Yeah, but ha- having said that, we all know that without his Don't leadership, let him off the hook. No, without, <laughs> without that leadership, without that smarts, without that guile, without him planning and building a team around him, if you're good enough to do that, you're good enough to pick up the uh, the awards for that. Hundred percent. And he, no, he's, I he's think very, mate, I think he's very deserving. Not only oh, that, he is, yeah. if you go into his office, he actually. Whatever portion is uh, attributed to someone else in his pod, he actually does that. So he doesn't take the credit for for Jamil's numbers. No, he puts all his he, numbers on uh, other people. It's it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, the, so, that, so the that guy. Again. 
Tell me, tell me that again. So, you know, like how some people, they work in a pod yep. and whatever everybody else is bringing a pod, they put it to their name. Yep. He so doesn't, mate. He, okay. he, he goes out there. And, and I think that that's, how, that's why I said what I said earlier about the humility in his team. Yeah. Whatever he gets, he, he is more willing to credit everybody else before he credits himself. And then, uh, mate, you, you've listened to his uh, podcast, mm. man. What, what a bloody leader. So what you talk I'm about a salesperson, it's crazy. Yeah. Got I'm not changed, sure. hasn't he? <laughs> you guys know everyone a lot better than I do, but I haven't mate, can, can spoken you just to shut up, mate, because the way you say it, you're actually putting a podcast down. You said it no. six times, buddy. So can you just fucking no, shut no, up no, and no. just oh, no, talk him, about no, it? I am, I know Abdullah <laughs> very well. Okay. All right. So <laughs> what so I was going to say up. is... Having not been in the network as long as you guys, I haven't met anyone to speak to your point that is so willing to give his team members their dues. I haven't yeah. met another leader who is so ready and not even ready, just does. Just does, yeah. Give them what they fucking deserve, mate. So yeah. his, his pod, if someone makes a sale, they get the sale. I've, I've never, And not only is he ready to do it, he actually makes a, a point of doing it and that's why he's created the team he's created. Like yeah. I, and if there's someone else in the network who does it as well as him, I haven't met him yet. But he, mate, he, and he, it's not even a, it's a it's a habit for him. It's a way of life. Like I mean, I I, I said before, there's some, Darren's about to be the first person to beat me in commission since I started. He, that thought wouldn't have even crossed his mind. No, but that shows how far ahead of me I, that he is because oh, I, I, I still think about that shit. Maybe, you know? yeah, maybe yeah, you yeah, go yeah, backwards, man. <laughs> no, not going backwards. Just still not all the way there. Yet. <laughs> you know, and and I don't know. I bet you he does think about that, but he. But I don't think he does, mate. I've had many. I, I talk to him a lot. You know, the first time I met him, he tried to fight everybody. The second time I met him, he tried to shove a shot of tequila up my nostril. That's right. I remember and, that. Uh, and the glass to go with it. Mm. And for whatever reason, since then he's reached out. I've reached out, and and now, mate, we talk a lot. And, yeah. and there's nothing but you know, I don't agree with everything he says, and and. Sure. and Part of me, you know, sees where he's going in ten years and and the yep. growth he'll have over that because that's a that's a difference in our ages. And mm. but part of me goes fucking hell. He doesn't even think about mm. it, mate. That's theirs. They've deserved it. The first thing I rang him one day and said, and I hope Ellie doesn't listen to this. Don't listen to this, Ellie. But <laughs> you know, Ellie, Ellie, my PA helped me sell a few properties at one quarter. And he said, go out and buy her a thousand dollar dress. Didn't even think about it. Yep. He said, go out and buy her a dress. Go out and buy her something. And you'll see the, the return. Yeah. Sorry, Ellie, no dress for you. <laughs> <laughs> you but bought a $20 scratchy. Yeah, to speak to, uh, yeah. In, a, in, a, in an egotistical game where cash is king, so to speak, and who yeah. writes the most figures, to see him give all the – and it's not giving stuff away for the sake of it. It's not false humility. It's not, yeah. here, I'll give you this to hope. They fucking earned it, so he gives it to them. Yeah, it's a, it's a philosophy, isn't mate, it, that he lives with? It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's nice. So Listen – you, you, you guys have been around me a while, especially you, right? Yep. He is probably, I'm now not talking beyond salesperson, he's probably the only leader who actually emulates me in terms of inviting team members to their house almost every week, right? No, every one, no one even knows where I live. Every, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I think that you're still camping somewhere on the I freaking Gold Coast, mate. <laughs> yeah, no invite. Probably the same tent. No invite. No invite how they call him. <laughs> You know the people never invite you. There's two problems, right? Oh, I know One, why people don't invite me, but everybody else. That's <laughs> a different problem, right? I know why people don't yeah, invite me. that's because you leave with all their roadies. <laughs> You're going to fill a fridge full of beer, someone's going to drink it. That's all I'm going to say. Now, well done, Abdullah. Yeah, what nice. about the uh, uh, sales manager of the year, boys? 
What do you reckon? Wow, I've got a biased opinion on that one. JC in the Sunshine Band yeah. again. Josh Canellis from mm. Peninsula. What, mm. What's the goal? He's killing it now two years in a row. Yeah. This is consistency. That was nice. That was really nice to see that back up. I wasn't sure how he'd, how he'd end up this year with it, but it was, it was really nice because he puts in some massive hours to the point where... The point where sometimes with him and Anthony, I have to, the alarm company will ring me up to say it's nine o'clock, and we had to we had to actually move the hour back. It used to be at eight o'clock. If uh, no, if the alarm hadn't been set, the alarm company would ring me on my mobile, and I had to put that back an hour or two because the guys were consistently calling me, and I'm saying, oh, I know who's there, and I'd say leave it with me, and I'd ring the office, and I'd or I'd ring their mobiles. I didn't even bother ringing the office. So I wouldn't answer that, but and I'd say to them, "What are you doing?" I'd say, oh, "I'm just finishing off a few things. What for the last three hours you're finishing off? Get home, go home, guys. It'll still be there tomorrow." And and as a leader, you want productivity. You want the best out of your people. You want the best for your people. But it's it got to it's got to the point where where I was worried about them because they were just pushing so hard. And I know Rod and I have been there and done that. But he is he works so hard, and with his his personal um, health issues that he faces every day. I have to send him out of the office to go for a walk sometimes to, yeah. get, it, to get his blood levels down. I say, go for a walk, get out, go. Don't come back. Or oh, man, I, I listen to his podcast. I mean, obviously, I did his podcast. Yeah. Man, it's just crazy. Yeah. That guy is Superman in my book. Yeah. So that was him as a salesperson. What's he do for the, the rest of the team? Uh, as a team member, he runs all the training. <clears throat> Rod and I support that along with him, but he actually runs the training. Obviously, he does the one-on-ones. He does the um, he does the normal stuff that a sales manager does, but what he's very good at is reading his people and and picking up the nuances where they need to have a, a chat. He immediately gains their trust very yep. very quickly, and once he has that trust, like anything we know through our training, you can develop that relationship at another level, and that's what he's very very yep. good at. I, I probably would even go further, uh, Cam, to answer your question. I think that from what I've seen uh, throughout the year from him is that when the team is lagging behind because, for example, uh, Rod has to go to the hospital uh, for Bobby Joe or Troy is riding his bike somewhere building in the, the shed or building a shed or pretending that he's building a driveway, <laughs> Josh would just pick up the team's figures as if it was his personal vendetta to make sure Correct. they are above break-even. That, to me, is just crazy. It, 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 if, if you look into the context of war, it's, it's almost like you know the fallen soldiers, all right, dropping the flag, being picked up by the captain of the platoon, mm. all right, and then he, instead of directing everyone to do whatever they chose, he is holding the flag mm. and running with it. That, to me, is just crazy mm. in terms of management. So there's managers that don't hit break-even, for example, and blame the team, and then there's managers that aren't looking like hitting break-even, so they go, fuck, it's on me. And, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, and, and then they go over yeah. base. That, yep. That's the crazy <laughs> bit, and, and to me... <laughs> Um, let's forget about the, his illness. Let's forget about all the shit he does uh, because he, of his he yeah. yeah, Mate, I, I'll tell you, I, I, I bet on him any day before I bet on you, man. So yeah, just stop the right. shortness, mate. mate. Kills me. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. Yeah. <laughs> you little fellas have got to stick together, mate. That's all right. And, and, and if you know your history. That's his, that is his last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Part of what you said in that analogy there, yeah. if you know your history, the flag bearer never carries, carries a weapon. So he is the sort of guy who will pick up weapon and pick up the flag if he has to like you said 
And if you're, if we're in our leader manager meeting meet, meetings as well, the other thing he does is he doesn't hold back on the leaders as well. So he will do it with respect, but he will fire the bazooka at you if he feels he needs to. He <laughs> makes it very hard to have a fucking excuse. You guys have got an office full of people, or not full, and yourself excluded, that make it hard for uh, <laughs> <laughs> make it hard for you to have an excuse. You know, Dillo yeah. with what he goes through with Bobby yeah. Joe and yeah. Josh, what he's I'm been one of the lucky through. ones. What mm. he's been through and, and what he continues to go through. It, it, yeah. I wouldn't want to be in that office and go, oh, I don't feel like it today. Like, fuck, yeah, mate. That's that not would a, that's, be. Yeah, that's, that's not, not an option. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing. Of, we've had Rod's father pass away years ago. Rod turned up for work the very next day. I watched my best mate die in hospital in front of me. The next day I turned up for work. I broke my ribs in the Simpson Desert and I drove home and I turned up for work the very next mm. day and could hardly breathe. And, and that's... That's the commitment that we sweeping expect. the sheds, mate. That's, it, that's it, exactly, Cam. Yeah, it is. It is sweeping the sheds. Yeah, you know what I find crazy? And, and Mama Bear spoken. Now people are saying this. Mama Bear, Mama Bear is coming yeah. up. You know, no. I'm not talking care factor. Goose mother. I'm, to, I'm to, mother goose. Well, I think I'm talking about commitment here, yeah. not not picking the people up. No, no, but that, that, this is why I think I, 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 the reason I say this is mm. I know that there's some illusion that. Rod's doing shit and you're not doing... No, that's not true. I mm. think that you're picking up a lot of emotions from people. I, I, and I think mm. that you're the emotion repairer. I think that you're the fixer in the office. I, I agree with that. And, and every night then you have to go on your bike ride to get rid of those emotions that you've been picking up. It's a little bit like the Dyson... Uh, vacuum cleaner. <laughs> Every now and then, you have to go and empty your bag somewhere. <laughs> nice analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do He's not. He's no longer the mama bear. He's the vacuum I cleaner. I never. I never. <laughs> he lost it. If, if anyone, if, if anyone calls, if anyone calls me Dyson, I'll knock him out. <laughs> we got a new one. You know what I find? But it, that's that's a that's a fair point. It is, and I think that's a part of. Um, probably get to that the office of the year yeah thing. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that but i think that that care factor and overseeing and, and picking up on things is, is a very important part of what we do so yeah it's good i think i love it before we go on to the next one just quickly it, we might be able to touch on it after as well i find it there's so much more work you guys can do in the network i find carryong and peninsula are 15 kilometers apart yeah we've never trained together we've never mm. you know and i, I think I'd love my guys to be around your guys and and let's make it um, happen. Oh, I think, especially with the stuff we're talking about, you know, with the, yeah. with the culture you guys have got of no excuse and the the performance your, your sales team put on the board. I mean, the numbers them boys ride is oh, it's amazing you know, off the yeah. charts. And I think and they're two very different personalities. As yeah, well. and I think mate, there's so many people you guys can help out there just through association that yeah. You know, which which, bring, which brings me to the. Um, most improved leader of the year. Hi, yeah. How are you going, Cameron? Need a drink. And, I, <laughs> and, and the reason I want to bring that one up is you should have heard the edifying that Rod Dillon gave you when he spoke about you. So when you say, yeah, we're so close, we don't do this up, mate, that doesn't mean they're not paying attention or really respecting the things you do. And, and when I hear the, the, the way that Rod was talking about you and edifying you, when... Maybe he could have given it to uh, Abdullah. I'm telling you, it, it was just uh, music to my ear. And, and I think that the, this, this is the thing. As a improved leader of the year, do you understand what you got and, and, and why you got what you got and, and, and what it entails? 
Uh, the honest answer is no. <laughs> I'll ruin your podcast he, again. He, he just insulted Give it back. us. No, I'm not insulted. <laughs> no, it's not, not, no, no, not for one second will I sit there and say I didn't deserve it. I said in my speech, I, mm. I'm proud of it. Yeah. And again, it's another um, a, a validation. I, I work so hard on not doing the wrong thing by my people and, and by that I mean my family and my kids and my staff members and by the wrong thing I mean fucking up the leadership side of things. It's not doing something wrong, wrong, because yeah. I, I'd never do that. I, I won't do that. I've got to sleep at night. But, you know, I, I said to the guys that rang me, we when we take on staff, we, we take on a huge fucking responsibility. We're, we're responsible for their future plans. We're responsible for their livelihood and it's not a case of paying a cheque and expecting something back. And, and in the past, and, yeah, it, it's had to be pointed out to me sometimes in no uncertain terms, I've, I've fucked that up, you know, and I've, I've probably ruined some people who could have had a great opportunity in real estate and not given them the chance that they deserved. And that has been the driving factor over the last couple of years and, and yep. more so in the last 18 months. So... Yeah, when people say, well, how are you the most improved or where have you improved most, I don't know. I, I can't pinpoint it. I don't know if it's measurable. There's not a graph you can tick off. I just know I fucking work at it every day. And um, even nearly more so than the award, but the conversations I had after the award on that night and, and were from people who I haven't really connected with in the network that approached me and, and sat me down for a chat and, and had our first sort of, said g'day since we joined the network it was it was eye-opening and it was a you know it was a, a bit of the hug that i needed to say you know you're on the right track mate that's, that's kumbaya kumbaya my lord <laughs> Play kumbaya. love songs on our guitar yeah but it, this this is the thing you know when it comes to leadership or uh, uh at least uh, at management level it goes down to the trinity of sms i think if anything you show the highest level of growth in terms of skill the s of sms in terms of mindset, the M, but also in terms of self. And I think that unless you really grew up in over the past 12 months, in all these three aspects, changing your values, and you know how hard it is to change value. They say that there's only one thing harder than tougher than diamond, that is changing oneself. And to be able to just go one step up from that, it's not bad. I, I don't know whether you'll make it next year because being pissed off at your wife because she's telling the truth at the, in a podcast that is really going backward the big time. But but for the last 12 months, you deserved it. So for 2017, <laughs> you've done not bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, I mean, yeah, I've spoken many times about the role you've played in my life in the last 18 months and you, you know, Fuck knows how or why, because you see me take two steps forward and, and four thousand steps back. We were dancing, bro, on a constant <laughs> on a on a constant basis, mate. So, um, I know. just think he sees you as a challenge, mate. Yeah, oh, mate, he's, I'm good for content. That's what we know. Wow, well, but um, association, isn't it? Yeah, you know, you and know that. I I meant what I said on the stage that night. You won't, I won't ever be able to speak to the impact that you guys and your family have had on my family, and they'll never be able to speak to that because they. You know, the kids won't realise, but I know Crystal realises and i I just got to keep getting better so I don't fuck it up for them, you know. You're doing it, mate, not us. You're doing it. Maybe you're hanging around us because we're your association, yeah, but yeah, you're doing yeah. it. Yeah. How good is that? Now, what good. about sales team of the year, man? Wisebury Heritage, sales team of the year. Oh, strong. Always strong. They, they've they've got a foundation of, of granite. So when they have 
long-term players that have been around Darren for that long, management roles that are consistently winning awards yeah. or nominated for awards yeah. or winning them, yeah. it's, you know, they're always going to be up there. And, and unless they lose that that high end in that management, which I doubt very much. Um, you look at Kimberly, you know, how long she's been there, the other guys around them, and some people have come and gone, but they've had a very strong core for a long time. And the teams that seem to have that core always seem to represent very well in this in this level. Yeah, but it's a culture too, isn't it? It's an expectation well, the, that they have. The one thing they managed to do from the outside looking in is have a ridiculous level of competition amongst each other but oh, yeah. it, but it doesn't come at the cost of the ethics and the morals and the because when you've got that high level of competition you can't sit down and have a, com- a conversation with anyone from that team without them ripping into each other about each other's numbers <coughs> and yeah. it's fucking impossible I've, yeah. I've tried but yeah. you just can't but they do it the right way and yeah. When, when you're the owner of the business and you're like, how can I get a team like that? When I look at my team, the one th- we're fucking great at family and we're great at pats on the back, but we don't compete enough with each other. Mm. That's know? right. And that's I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to beat Darren this quarter, for example. Hey, I'm <laughs> You're only trying. No, I'm lying down so he can have a win. <laughs> <laughs> Sprained your ankle, mate. I'm lying down so he can have a so win. But on. the level of competition, like you, you don't want to be on the – it's an amazing thing when the the weakest link in that pile, so to speak, and I say that in air quotes, but can be riding bigger numbers and doing higher figures yeah. than the strongest link in a yeah. lot of other teams. Yeah. You know? and, like and, I, and I think that that's what the sales team is about, yeah. is that maybe no one is winning any award but put them together. The synergy is just crazy. Because, yeah. I mean, you, you if you work around Kurt, the, the his ability to just uh, push you and get you to do things just crazy. I mean, we all know about Darren. You, yeah. you don't want to talk about Darren. You can't do something. You, you, you'll see the worst in him. Mm. Uh, but also, you know, we, we can't forget the Kimberly is always in the shadow. And Kimberly Burks, that's that's someone who's won probably more awards in a oh, row than uh, Antonetta. She's and so uh, she can uh, really drive and see problems as soon as they happen and then uh, rectify it, you know? Yeah. I think it, it's an amazing sales team. You've got yeah. some longevity there too, eh? I mean, what's the oh, year's yeah. experience on those guys? Like yeah. I hope they're going to do well with the uh, upcoming uh, sales competition, though, because um, there's there's a lot of people from... I, I heard you've got to be in it to win it. Isn't that what... No, I, I think they've got, they've got a few people. They've got a oh, few okay. people. Yeah, oh. they, um, it, they, they're coming up. Like, I didn't think Kurt would I, spend I am, 50 I'm bucks. Amazed, <laughs> I'm amazed that two of the people they have are brand new people. I just finished training them today. And they're in. Yeah. Yeah, that, so so that's how far they push them. Like they step up. The people who've been in the business for quite a few years, they allow them to have the vanity to hide behind uh, may, maybe their title. But the newies, they pushing them in the pit. Mate, they are going to be yeah. in the pit fighting for it. I, I saw them today and they were just packing it. But they said, we're going to grow. We're going to have to do it. Now, what about the Trisha and George Butcher Award? Megzi. Yeah. And that was, was Stephen nice. Thompson, who got it. That what about nice. that one? Huh? Sorry? Big Steve. No, I got it mixed up. Yeah, yeah. Big Steve is just crazy, huh? Give us the definition of the award. The definition of the award was all about what George and Trisha is about. So yeah. when if you listen to their podcast that I did of George lately, you would have seen that that was about a person who was what I call the MacGyver. Yes. Yeah. So this is the guy that, give you an example, he runs his office in Penrith. If they need him in, uh, in Richmond, he's straight there. 
and then on his day off because the team hasn't finished moving their office from Port Macquarie, he drives up with his dad that day, right? Moves all the boxes out of that office so that they can return the key that day and then drives home. That's some commitment. That's six hours drive, bro. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So when people sit down and they go, what else does he do? As I said, I won't embarrass the guy. He... And he's got a girl. He, he, he goes to people who needs money to buy a house. And he says to them, he's 100000 Buy it and return it to me when you can. He goes to people who say, we're we having some uh, financial issue. And he advanced 200 grand for them to just repay him whenever. I, it, it, without a question, mate. Without a condition. I've seen people who go, oh, what, what's in it for me? And you pay me interest and you that. This guy is such a giving guy, yeah. right? I mean, I'm a bit pissed off because I'm the only guy he's never loaned any money to. I was going to say, where's the application <laughs> forms? Loan. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> but <laughs> but you, you tell him, listen, I need you tomorrow for something. He's there. For example, last week. Verenic had a, an amazing initiative, which was to really get the ladies of the organization to bond together. So she organized what we call a, a ladies' uh, night out. Now, did you know that Stephen Thompson was the person driving most of those ladies down t- into yeah. the city? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's, and, uh, this guy, the kind goes, of guy he, he goes to work. So, and, and then he still goes home, makes sure he drives, and then he goes home. Anyway, I know Veronique got driven home late. So at one o'clock, when Lisa was dropped off at our place, he is driving from his place to Glenory to pick her up and then drive home. I mean, this, that is one little example, man, right? Like, you know, one day we did the uh, Alexander's 21st. Yep. And right after Alexander's 21st, I ended up with something, and I kid you not, something like 20 garbage bins. Right, if not I more. I can imagine. Alistair Curry helped and took quite a bit home. So he's driving from my place to Tari with his carload of garbage. Steve Thompson did the same thing. He said that day he filled up his his bins in his office, that commercial bin he had. <laughs> I mean, that's one little thing. It's just crazy thing, man. It is. It's, it's, it's a huge effort above and beyond. And what I really, I, I, as much as I like to see Steve win it, I really like the fact that, that they were given an award in their honour, in their name, uh, because of what they've given to, to Wisebury as well and the fact that, that they, as well as the Montez, took on the gamble, took the chance, weren't happy with it at first from my memory of the story, yes. but, had the, had, but had the foresight and the trust to go forward with it. So it was really nice to see them up on stage present that award. Good. Yeah, they're beautiful people. Man, yeah. you listen to the podcast and you can't help but think, you know, this this man is should win some kind of freaking award rather than give an award away, you know? Yeah. Well, I think the honour that they that was bestowed upon them, I think they were very pleased with that. I yeah. think that was very humbling for them. Yeah. Nice, nice. What about the next wine, man? Troy, what did you bring? Let's have a look. <laughs> it's in a bottle. It's in a bottle. It's red. <laughs> uh, it's got a cap. Got a red lid. Uh, <laughs> well, I did a lot of research on this one myself. I went to BWS this afternoon <laughs> before we left, and I was. It's it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting story because I'm I'm standing there and I'm waiting for the guy because I, I go up to that to the to the line there and I'm looking at all the wine that's there and I go first of all I go to the fridge section. No, that's not where the cabs have are. <laughs> then I go out to the shelves. And then there's 20 people lined up to pay for beer. 
and all the grog monsters are turning up to get their forex and different hey, people. Don't discriminate and against grog monsters, tw- mate. <laughs> Twice I went back to the guy to ask for some advice and someone to keep lining up, so I politely would stand back so it wouldn't hold him up. And eventually I got him and I said, mate, I need something, something nice. And I said, I need a red, I need a cab sav. And he said, the St. Hugo from Kunawara, 2016, will be your choice. <laughs> I said, righto, mate, give me that one. <laughs> I said, all I need is something that's really nice. He said, you won't go wrong. So, yeah, you were right. Yeah. Cam, it's red. It's red. It's red, yeah. So it's... it's um, the problem with asking someone, we've spoken about this before, I think, with wine especially, what's nice, it's same as beer, it's same as any drink. It's mm. all down to taste. So Yeah, yeah, it's all down to taste, but still, you still have to start with something. Uh, uh, I spent about two hours with um, uh, a mate of mine, the that Michelin star chef that I interviewed yeah, yeah, on the yeah. podcast, yeah. Philip. And I still remember, he said, you know, there are three requirements, three factors into good food. And he says the first one is produce. He, he, he did some pheasants with foie gras uh, souffle, you know. Yeah. And so he, he said the produce is number one. Don't buy crappy produce. So I think that what you've done here with the wine is pretty good. I mean, the other good. two obviously is, he said seasoning is the other one and cooking time. It's okay. very special. But so the produce is very important. Mate, Saint Hugo, Kunawara, Cabernet Sauvignon. Mate, you, you, you can't go wrong already, right? Cool. So it's either going to be great or it's going to be greatest. So yeah, you okay. fucking fluked it. Pretty much. <laughs> no, no, no. Denola's had five goes. It hasn't fluked it once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, well, so why don't we try that one there now? Okay. Let's, let's try it. He knows how to open it. That's new. Oh, yeah. he's, a, he's a journalist, mate. Let's try this. Oh, he's, oh, he cannot pour. It's all over the he biscuits. He can't pour. pour. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know when he's going to come back, man. <laughs> Can we get someone who cares about wine on this show? That's all. On. That's yeah. okay, man. There's you and me. We need a loser to understand this. Jesus. You know, there's uh, you, you can't have a winner every day, man. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> that make you or I the winner. The wine's in the title. I feel like so, it's important. So you know what? I, I, I like the fact that. I stumble that I fall because then I can get back up and <laughs> run again and have nice. another this crack. Quite nice, quite nice. Right, cheers, brother. Cheers, boys. Go away for two weeks. Don't ever leave me again, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a week to get over the awards. Do you know, do you know, do you know what my, my, my parents say to themselves? You're leaving us for another 50 weeks. <laughs> so well, they say. Fuck you two weeks. Bro. <laughs> okay? So stop it. <laughs> That, I, I went that? home, I had to make sure that mum and dad had something because like these days, obviously when you're 89 and 79, you, it's not much that you do, even though dad goes out there quite a lot. So I made sure I got a lot of things. So I went and bought them in Belgium, mind you, one degree right now during the day. I bought them a Weber. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one's slow. Do they and, want a signed copy of the podcast? And, and they saw it. The, with the Weber barbecue, I just got like 250 degrees straight away because I, I turned on the three burners. I showed her how to do it and I cooked some amazing best meat. Yeah. And they loved it. Yeah, they enjoyed it. And and and, and so now my, my brother-in-law and my brothers, now they, they start to think, hold on, maybe like every second week we should turn up with something and we can cook together. And I thought, now, cool. now we're keeping yeah, our parents cool. there. Because yeah. I think that sometimes, and, and that's what I do when I think of the George and Trish Butcher or, or, or the 
I call them the patriarch in our organization, mm. is that as you grow old, your faculties actually decrease. Maybe you don't see that well anymore. Like dad's got cataract. He's going to be operated in January. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't hear very well anymore. But mind you, his ears is beyond uh, hearing aids, you know. And so I've seen many of his dinners uh, sitting on the side. He's mm. going through his meal. He's trying as best as he can to even grasp one word of what's happening in in a group where there's 10 voices screaming back and forth. Yeah. And I, I could see, you're not with us anymore. And so I thought, if I could, let's let's get, give them a few gadgets around them that gets them back. For example, yeah. Dad and I, now we share a, an, a, a phone together. So I, I've got an iWatch for him and, and for me. And now, <laughs> the other day, he just called me on walkie-talkie. <laughs> and so now, Dad and I, we do, do talk, talk on walkie-talkie. But I, I, I still have to explain to him, I had to say to him, Dad, whenever you finish the line, you have to say over. And more importantly, you must take your finger off, off. the button. Because yeah. if you don't, and you keep on saying, hello, are you <laughs> talking to me? Why aren't you talking to me? There's no way I can talk to you. Yeah. But the, the, the beautiful thing is to see how someone who was that isolated, you can still think of ways to get them back with yes. us. Yeah. And I think that that's the important thing. Is that, you know, yeah, sure, while while I was a baby, when I was a baby, they looked after me and they made sure that I was part of the family. Now that they are in probably the dusk of their life, it is my responsibility to yes. make sure that they are still part of my life. Yeah. That they are still part of life, mm. you know. Mm. So who's <laughs> going who's gonna to cook on the Weber? The brother-in-laws? Yeah, well. It's a funny thing. The biggest thing I learned about, and I, I spoke about this at a training day once, was the weekend that I spent at your place, I yeah. learned about Sundays. And I'm like, fucking Sundays. It's the only day I have off really yes. in a week. Yeah. And yes. The Sunday at the Lower Wang House. And then, so I took that back. And then the Montez podcast, Crystal, I came yeah. home and all the devices were turned off and all the mm-hmm. TVs were turned off and the dinner, the dining table was set for the first time in years. Yep. She said, I'll listen to that fucking podcast today and that's what we're doing from now on. Yeah, that's what Rosa we're, is about, isn't it? Nice. You can't talk business we're around having, her, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but we're having dinner. Yeah. No, we're having dinner with the kids and we'd sort of done it. We'd sort of half-assed it and we'd, you know, let's talk about your day and let's talk about your day, but the TV's going over there and I think of all the stuff that I'm, I'm trying to learn and learning, the, the family side, Sundays, mate. Sundays. Is, is is key. As you say, we mate. work so hard for so long and, and I I have a saying in our family now, it's called decking and I don't care if I get up at six in the morning and work my backside off on the property like I do, whether I'm fencing, whether I'm mowing, whether I'm repairing things, whether I'm doing whatever it may be, on in the, in the winter at four o'clock, tools down, we're decking. We're on the deck, we sit, we talk, look over the property, we watch the sun go down. In the summer, it's probably around 7 o'clock or 6.30. Tools are down. We have dinner together and we deck. That's it. It's we sit on Sundays, that deck. Mate. Yeah, it's just Sundays. Well, I come from a guy. Like, I, I had my first child at 25, but I, I never wanted kids, mate. Mm. I've got one legitimate child. <laughs> yeah, the other two were, were happy Surprise. accidents. Surprise. Yeah, yeah, you know. And um, it's been it, – it, I, I love them to death, don't get me wrong. Sure. but there's a difference between loving your kids and, and knowing what <laughs> being a family is or being what a what a, yes. a father is and, and having a presence and Sundays, mate. That's a, the biggest thing you've taught me. It's, it's you know. le- le- you like your Sundays around me, huh? 
Sundays. <laughs> when, when it's not like your feet being broken on the tennis court, uh, it's something else, isn't it? I was trying to get into that tutu earlier <laughs> and I couldn't lift my left foot up. And Charlotte goes, Charlotte said, what have you done? And I said, fucking tennis at your joint. She goes, still, <laughs> it'll heal. If it's still sore now, darling, I don't think it's going to heal. But <laughs> nah, just the, just the inclusiveness of it. Like we sat around, we watched fucking stupid videos on YouTube. Yeah. Like, <laughs> And but everyone was just part of it, and I'm sitting there watching. I can't remember how old Charlotte and Alex are, but they're yeah. all sitting on the couch and just being there and being present. And and it's something we've never had, as we've never done for our kids. It's definitely something I never had as a child. And um, but the impact of that, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and it only took it took two weeks of Sundays for the kids to, to start, click in. Yep, you know. They start asking for it. They start asking for dad. Yeah, how nice is that? Where's dad? That's cool. How nice is that? Fuck, I've got something to do here. That's cool. How nice is that? Yeah. Life passes by pretty quick. I don't want to get as bald as you guys and as old as you guys. You'll be lucky if you're bald as us, mate, because people with hair lack confidence. That's what I say. That is correct. (laughs) Like Wayne Dye says, this is not baldness, mate. This is a solar solar panel panel for for a sex drive. Exactly. No, I didn't say that. Wayne Dyer did. So hey, I, I'm only like plagiarizing here. Yeah. Now, listen, let's move on here and have a look. The What what about the most improved office of the year? Mm. We got beat for this one, so fuck you all, so judges. We didn't win that one. <laughs> no, you did. You were a judge, though. <laughs> Tumby Umby won. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah look, I think, I think we spoke a lot about them already. Yeah, I, yeah. I think big, that big as, as a group, they really brought the best yeah. In each other, right? And um, I think they're, they're, for a lot of people, they're the benchmark on what they want their sales team to be and what they want their drive to be. But Especially uh, in the pod side of things as well. But yeah, le- you know, leading the way. Yeah, the, the, the ruthless pursuit of excellence is, is, you know, it's unmatched. Yeah. Um, um, or maybe your team, maybe Josh and Anthony, or I don't know, but. Mm. Um, Different dynamic, but, but, but a. Yeah, a good description. You know, so where do they? Where does most improved turn into office of? Where 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 do they need to kick more goals? Mm, very good question. Well, it's probably. But now, now he's he's really asking about the uh, judgment, uh, the, the judging criteria, right? <laughs> I think to really go into the uh, office of the year, you have to be in the marketing, and I think that they uh, this year their their marketing has really let them down. They they have been very good in in their pod uh, marketing uh, of the uh, team of the group of four that they had, even in the. Um, Sorry, I called it messing with these anxiety. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's not anxiety, man. I'm about perfection, mate. And if you're gonna freaking put <laughs> cheese crumbles on my carpet, absolutely, I'm gonna look at you. Well, we'll get the Dyson to sort it out. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hoover so, up, big boy. You, you, I was going to say, you can't <laughs> say that because people will start misinterpreting that as that I suck stuff. That's no. right. <laughs> At least they remember. <laughs> no, For so, the wrong reasons. So I, I think Mate, I, hang on, hang on, hang on. I watched Mario Fennick one night telling me he had a head like a roll-on deodorant and he's yep. been called Rex Owner ever since. So we've, got, <laughs> we've got Rex Owner and Dyson here. I'm mm. Johnny Big, <laughs> Johnny <laughs> plus Big. size clothing for <laughs> the big man. No, I think that to to win the uh, office of the year, you 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 look at the marketing intensity. I think that um, 
you, you're looking at players, the involvement of the players. When, when someone is the main driver, you don't have that in a team. Right. You also look at uh, what is management doing. I mean, is management or leadership really up there? So I, I think that they, they got a lot of those elements, but it was they did not win in those elements even. So they, there was no way they could have gone there. But I think that the biggest letdown was that if you look at the marketing of that Mona Vale's done, if they could reach that level, they'd be way up there. Right, they didn't even make the top five in the management uh, in the marketing. I'm sorry, mm. right? Yeah. But uh, I have to say, man, for a very young team to be a most improved office, you you can't shit on that. That that is no, a, a, a crazy. You take the aggregate. Yeah. That is the average crazy. ages of that team. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, phenomenal. It'll be 24. Yeah, it shows the, it shows the level of leadership and the commitment to what you said that pursuit of excellence. It's just consummate. It's, it's ruthless. The word of yeah. it. Yeah. I rang Abdullah one day and I said, oh, you know, I've got a got a referral for you, but she's a little bit concerned because she said you're ruthless. And he goes, fucking love that. <laughs> Can she write that down? And, you know, it, it's the word. It, it, mm. It's mm. not – it doesn't mean – I think there's a negative connotation attached to the word ruthless, but in the pursuit of excellence, mate, yeah. you, you have to be fucking ruthless. Yeah, you have to right, be unbending mate. and you have to be pursuing excellence at all time. I'd, I had that conversation with my team at the start of the week. They did some stuff and I go, that's not pursuing excellence. That's just, yeah. So can we take that into account for next year's award? So your, your team stuffed up this last week, is it? Yeah, mate. We okay, that's all right. So that's one week down. Hey, it's early weeks, so, mate. <laughs> so <laughs> what, what about the, the next one, boys? The leader of the year. Yeah. Jewel, jewel crown for Mr. Dillon. Yeah. But, well, why do you think he won again? <laughs> go, Cam. Business partner? <laughs> I... Thomas rang me and asked me, and I thought that that he had improved. I hadn't. I didn't say that he had improved leaps and bounds because the standard was already exceptionally high. And for him to win it last year and then to back it up this year, I think that speaks volumes about about his ability to maintain that high standard. He's just a machine. His his discipline, his ability to focus is is above and beyond probably anyone that I've ever seen, apart from perhaps Thomas and, and some other high-end uh, operators. But I, I sort of – I'm a little I'm, – so I'm biased. I'm biased on it. So it's hard for me to, to articulate exactly what it is because I'm used to being around the bastard for what I worked with him now for nearly 20 years so it, and, and eight years in this partnership. But he stepped it up enormously in the previous year. But he, he was relentless in pushing again at another level. And it's, it's cool because it, in, in the slipstream of someone like that, you can't help operate the DRS, mate, and you're going to have to stay with him or go past him or, or, you know, create that vacuum that we all yeah. want in our business. Yeah. So I think he he has really been a, a force uh, in our business and a force within in the, in the whole culture of Wallace. So it's great. Yeah. I think if anything for me is his culture is enormous. Yeah. You, you look at that leader... The culture is just crazy. He doesn't just talk about giving to the team. He does the yeah. giving. Where sometimes, you know, I see leaders talking about giving, but in really in the end, they change the goalposts as soon as their team reaches a level and it's about them. He doesn't. He, he no. you know, like he's got his own fault too. I, I don't think oh. he's perfect. I don't think oh, that anyone sure. who won is perfect. No. And anyone who thinks that these winners are perfect, they're just stupid. Yeah. These winners take are, are probably <laughs> the 
very imperfect individuals, but who somehow have achieved something just crazy. Yeah. And I, for example, can if I talk to someone for two minutes, I can probably be fooled about the level of leadership. But if I talk to that person for an hour, you don't fool me. Yeah. I, I I've got enough information now yeah. to look through you. Mm. And to me, when a leader talks about his team and I hit with one question and he has got tears in his eyes when he talk about his team, mm. I know you've got the love of your team yeah. way, way beyond what the common leader does out there. And that to me, I think deserves big time. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about his values, mate. His values are just crazy. Uh, his values are very high and, and it's it's the only time that you'll see him waver on anything is when he and I are in our leaders meeting and I'm able to convince him that something shouldn't be what it should be. But it but it takes he, he's a very he's a he's a process sort of a guy. He will process things very, very quickly. He'll make a decision quickly. And we, we actually complement one another very, very well. But he's just He's just incredible discipline as well. Yeah. Amazing discipline. And he wants to win so badly. He just loves to win. Me, eh, I love to win, yeah. but I like to see. I, I, Usually I, mum doesn't care if she wins or not, care. but dad always <laughs> wants to win. I want I want to see my team win. Before you want to see I your win. children do well. That's I correct. I want to see yes. the people around me do well. And, and that is my win. Yeah. But he has to stand on the podium. He loves to win. He loves to compete. And that's that's a good thing. We need that. No, I think he's fully deserving of it. I um, yeah. I I did I did think that maybe last year was a fluke that he won. Even though I thought now I, I can see why he won, but this year it was really a consolidation. Yeah. And and you see this quite often, you know, like the winners. It, it takes them a little while before somebody else topples them, and then but mm. once they've been toppled, it it actually takes a while. Now I've be, I've seen enough awards night. Yeah. And, and even though we have year in year out different judges, combination of other judges putting t- the judging together, and and because we have an odd number, it's always there's always going to be one winner. And sometimes I'm angry because it it goes against the against one that I picked. Pick, yeah. But but because we have an odd number, that's how it works. Yeah, it's good. <coughs> and uh, what about now the uh, ambassador of the year, Megzi, Megan Green, Megzi, wasn't, uh, wasn't that nice? She's what about Jeez. the testament? As soon as we, we just said it, everyone smiled. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. We haven't done that today, and then Megzi. Yeah, uh, I mean, she's like a woman twenty years older than what she is. Yeah, in can't terms dance. Of her <laughs> Are you serious? She can't dance. You're full of shit, he's, mate. He's, Love you, Megzi. You're full of shit, mate. Give her pole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she I didn't did say she can't pole she, so I said she did that in Queenstown. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, man! She's good, but yeah. that 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 was in her younger days. Right now, she's a mother she's a second time around to be yeah. soon. And I tell the you, ripe old age of thirty. This woman, this woman here, has got the values that she represents is beyond beyond what you can imagine, and the heart and the care. That, that that that's that's really plan. that's yeah. really the flag, yeah. bearer, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. If you if we were, if Wisebury were doing the uh, Olympics and you had to pick a flag flag bearer, yeah, she's the flag she's bearer. the one. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. All I know is when I rocked up at Phuket, yeah, mm-hmm. and I tried to walk across the stepping stones into the area <laughs> and fell down between two of them and got stuck like a baby giraffe, like, like Kung Fu Panda. Oh, mate, it wasn't good. <laughs> When Charlotte Lahuang was laughing her head off so uncontrollably <laughs> that she couldn't stand up, 
Megan Green was the only one that came to my rescue. Oh, everyone else told her to leave you <laughs> And alone. if it wasn't for her, I would have been on a plane to Borneo and nearly got on the wrong plane. <laughs> <laughs> only because you were hammered, was it? Hammered, bro. <laughs> but uh, we do the leadership pairings and I've never got more out of a leadership pairing than the two I've done with Megzy. Yeah. And the passion she has for our network. Yeah. And we're talking about Wiseberry Ambassador. We're not talking about... You know, other stuff, the passion she has for our network and what yeah. we're trying to achieve and to have a month-long conversation about that is it's 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 fulfilling, it's enlightening and that's why we all smiled when Meg's yeah. name got read out and that's yeah. why we all what smiled. About, what about the journey there? What about the journey from starting with Darren and, I've only and, been to, and talking to her parents about going into real estate and her mum telling her there's no way you're doing that from that point there to where she is now. And yeah. her parents couldn't be more proud of her. No, I know. I, I, I remember that when they did the opening in Wyong, I spoke to her parents and, and they really said, we cannot believe her journey. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I, I have to say, I think it was, you, you know, there's always two awards that Veronica and I have to give on the night. It's One of them is the ambassador. And for us, it's, it's a huge thing. It's a big right? one. It represents us should something happened to us this this is how important that is you know yeah that was a good explanation by you guys on that night and it, and it gave it a whole different layer because people don't think past that point particularly because you're still young but you as as a ceo you and veronique as overseers of the business runners of the business is there such a word runners of the business the founders <laughs> the founders you you look beyond he hasn't run for years look no. <laughs> It's a treadmill at your place, isn't there? Yes, I know, but it's never great for drawing shirts. For <laughs> it's great for drawing shirts. <laughs> the, no, but the only reason it it doesn't go over one kilometer per hour is because I want to look after it, keep it for a long time. <laughs> it's got to be a journey, right? It's not a sprint. So, so this the validation this, this comes from the room. Like I, I don't remember much about that night. It took me seven days to recover, <laughs> but I remember. The, the energy cheer. in that yeah. room yeah. when her name got read out for that award. They, I and remember, I, yes. And, and you drank as much wine as me at lunch that day, so we were both in a similar I, no, I wasn't. I, I can recuperate, man. So, but <laughs> well, you had a sleep. <laughs> <laughs> she did well. She did well. No, she, but I was, was so proud. Was when everyone, when that nice. name got read out, the whole mood in the whole room changed. Yeah, yeah. And that's not um, to say that the energy wasn't there for other awards, but... But it was a lift, you know, wasn't it? And there? that's... That's the true indication. Yeah, That's it's respect, the, isn't it? So, yeah. Good, Everyone good work, loves Megzy. Megzy. Everyone loves Megzy. Oh, well, coming to the last one now, boys. Office of the year. What mm. a night. Rubbish. Got robbed for that as well. It's a hoax. <laughs> what a night. Mate, but down there, there's only one night. road in and one road out of that joint. Yeah. Hey. What do you mean you got robbed? Your <laughs> name is not even in that <laughs> one. Exactly, robbed. <laughs> yeah, who was on the judging panel? Well, I didn't get to we pick that one. We can't tell you who Troy. it is. No, I didn't get to pick that one. I wasn't on that panel. We, no, we can't tell you. It's a turn, uh, well done, boys. Thank you. Yeah. Well done. It was, uh, it was actually, I think Rod was Rod was, um, Rod was half shot by then and he's, he's whacking me on the back of the collar and the head saying, You couldn't notice This is the big speech. one. He's the big one. He's the big one, Howie. And I'm saying, mate, settle down. There's, there's one other office, I think, ahead of us on this one. Yeah. I said, just... Settle down, and then the the best the best best part of it was the reaction from the team. Like, that was massive to 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 feel that energy yep. around. I, I I sort of went the opposite of what I normally would. I I went a bit quiet and 
thought, oh, wow, is this, yeah, is this real? Yeah, like the shit out of you on the day before that. So. <laughs> I'm half concussed, right? But the, 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 the reaction, <laughs> the, you can't say that. Oh, when he the, grows up, he'll be... <laughs> the, the reaction from the team and uh, and I think the newbies in the team, the new guys, uh, that was awesome as well. But the 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 amount of hugs and... And, uh, and and the emotion of it was 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 really special uh, to the point where um where Chris and I was trying to get us on stage and we we're all just still going to each other and hugging and you know Jody and Sharon and the, the the wives that are in the background or the partners that are in the background that was really good for them it right. was so special you, for them what do you think because Thomas has still got the second envelope in his pocket right that is true <laughs> so why why the backup you, team why are you officer of the year. If from an inside perspective, I would have to say uh, we've thought about this and, and we actually discussed it. And my you answer soon. My personal thoughts were that because of the the culture and across the board, I think we do things very well. But I think the fact, the care factor that we have with our team. What did you do better than everybody else this year? You'd that have to ask the, the judges year, mate. that, mate. You'd no, have to no. ask the judges that. In your own opinion. In my opinion. It was the fact that we played team. You can be a team of champions or you can be a championship team. And yes! I think, I think that we were the championship team. Yeah. I think that we, we played as a team. We practiced as a team. We trained really hard. We, we rarely missed a session. And when the chips were down, when we lost Joe to that terrible accident... Come on, man. The you thing guys about really it is came together, man. You did a bloody good job the there th- when that happened. Th- yeah, and what happens in those circumstances yeah. is the fucking the true colours come shining through. So I, I just want to go back here. You're, you're quite emotional now as, as you're talking about this. This is why he's interrupting it because he is obviously coming from that kind of fucking upbringing where boys don't cry. But no, I want him we, to we, get a moment. There's only the three of us, and the whole world is going to be listening to this <laughs> podcast afterwards. But why these tears, man? Probably because um, when you see people step up like that, that's the true nature of a team. And, yeah, we, it was a very difficult time. You know, someone almost lost their life. We had to deal with the emotional part, the business part, you know, ringing her partner to tell her husband what had happened on the spot. Just going back to the office afterwards was very hard to face the team, but you know, we, we rallied we rallied around each other. So that's when I knew that we had a team that couldn't be threatened, that couldn't be beaten, that that would always back each other. And that's when you got your back to the wall. You know what sort of team you have and what sort of partners you have. And, yeah. Um, and, and, and even the network, you know, the calls that we got from other offices was... Uh, was was really encouraging, and and even people in the street would stop us and say, "How's that lady?" Even if they didn't know her name, "How's that lady?" Yeah, and it was yeah, it was, it's today she had her last operation today on her thumb to reattach the tendon. So even six months, more than six months after the uh, the incident, uh, there's still ongoing work to be done. And but we really took some some heavy blows. The, the pressure that was on the property management team was phenomenal because we had to try and keep pace uh, going and, and and bring other staff in um, to try and make sure that that was done. Still put on that brave face, still drive the team and, and, and there's plenty of other teams out there I'm sure who could do that. But Rod and I knew 
that we had a great team. You could see what those guys were prepared to do for each other in that moment of crisis. It's pride in the jersey, bro. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's you work true. out in them moments who's wearing yep. the jersey with pride, huh? You do, and, uh, and that's that's what I was getting at. Like, we I, I, I am so disappointed. This is a fucking podcast because <laughs> I wish it was videotaped because. Um, the look on your face over the last two minutes it says it all about why you guys got the office of the year. I, I probably didn't get that gist up until now. Yeah. But I, I, I think that we got it. Don't we think it? That's Don't a bond that can't do be we broken. See it can? Yeah, fucking us. Right? We, 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 we're lucky. We got to see it live. Yeah. yeah? So I, I think that, man, office of the year, it's a huge achievement, Troy. Uh, you can't, and you can't reject the credit on yourself. I think that you are... Probably that mother goose that actually keeps a lot of things gelling together after Daddy Rod's been going around or vacuums up the mess. his rod. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and I think that I know um, from the little the little amount of conversation we've had around Joe that you you guys uh, actually have even stressed more for her when that happened yeah. than for your own office, let alone all the great performances that you've have generated in your office over the past 12 months thank you so and, and the ongoing care is the other part too it's um it's making sure that that she's still supported and that yeah. she that you know, we'd send a text every week or every two weeks to her husband and to her we've been to visit her husband lost his mother in new zealand and they've just got flew back from the funeral last night stayed in sydney overnight and straight to surgery in the morning and we just don't want them to feel like they're alone through this. And and regardless of whether Joe ever comes back to work for us or not, she'll always have a place there. So it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a it's been a very um, obviously it's been very difficult and traumatic. But there's you've got to find the positives in these things as well. And we have been able to pull some out of that. She was only with us for a month before. Yes, I know. a lot of people don't realise that. But she was only just starting out in our team. Had a wonderful lady with a, with a huge heart and a lot of courage. So, yeah. Mate, the biggest shining light is you know what you got in that office, mate. Yeah. And now you can go on and, and, and move move forward with no doubt about whether they got you back or whether they're going to – I keep going back to the jersey because I'm a footy player, but yeah. wear that fucking jersey with pride and you've you got, you got an office full of people who won't disgrace that, mate, and, and that's that's why he's your office of the year and fucking kudos to you, you know. And, yeah, um, thank you. Um, stop crying. <laughs> no, as I said, as I said, seriously, I wish we had a camera now because people would have understood the office of the year mindset. But really, boys, what would it take now? What, what if we had to give people five bits of advice about winning an award next year? What do you think they would be? Don't focus on winning an award. Focus on doing your job. One day at a time. The best you can. One day at a time. Yeah, one day at a time. It's Not one week. One no. day at a time, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, it's every day going home, going, I did the best I could today. And whether that was a shit day, whether you had two sales fall over or whether because no one picked up the phones, you got 30 calls. Yeah. 30 calls doing the best you can versus 30 calls because I fucking bludged is a massive different yep. feeling at the end of the day. You know? Yeah. We got our... We got our uh, Christmas party yeah. on Saturday, and I've said to my guys, "You can go to the Christmas party on Saturday and taste some wines that taste like man, it's Christmas time, or yeah. that taste like I've done everything I can to earn this wine, and I know what wine tastes better." 
that's yeah. that's a good analogy. That's so that's one. Mm, so the mm, the mm. first bit of advice is focus on one day at a time and give it your best. Yeah. What what's the other four? Training. If you think that training is about turning up each morning and putting in forty five minutes or an hour or an hour and a half or whatever it is, and you think that because you've turned up that's training, think again. So be the best you can be at your job. Well, it, yeah, there. yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and participate, but turn up for it. Don't turn up late. Turn up with the right mindset. Attitude is everything. And if you come to training and you think that it's just another day in the saddle, you will not advance. Yeah, so so, so may I just may clarify that maybe not just training, but perfect training. Yes. Giving it your best at training. Otherwise, don't even turn up. Perfect don't practice makes yeah. perfect. Not practice makes perfect. Yeah, yeah. 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 correct. Very so good. So what's yeah. the number three? Earn it. Don't ask for it. Yeah. But I don't know how to elaborate on that, but just fucking go out and earn it. Just yeah. do it. Make it don't happen. Don't expect it. <laughs> yeah, but it, maybe it's a bit broad for some people. Like mm. today I was uh, doing my last day of recruiting and one of the ladies was saying, oh, we don't even have this uh, Microsoft stuff uh, of the salesperson uh, back in the office. So we don't even do those pictures that sends things to the Microsoft. So, and I said to them, Okay, so what are you going to do? Oh, well, as soon as I go back to the office, I'm going to let them know that we need that. I said, no, that's what losers do. Winners make it happen. Yeah. Losers demand for that thing. Winners make it happen. And then the entire teams, because they see you do it well with this, they will now say, from here on, we'll have to adopt that because that's working. So winners don't demand stuff. They earn it. So be solutions focused, not problems right. focused. Yes. Right. Is that your number four? Is that silly number three? Well, we can probably go into both. But no, no, no. So we'll do number three, mate. We're much better than that. We can. We don't have to dilute ourselves. So what's number four? Associate with the right people. Find yes. The winner, okay. Find the winner yeah. and go and spend time with that winner. But 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 what is associating with a winner? Because I've seen people who associate with with winners when things go well and and and, and when they hear the bit they like to hear. Yeah. And as soon as they hear the bit they don't like to hear, they go, whoa, maybe that's not the winner I want to hang around. And they sometimes they use the excuse of, I need a little bit of my alone time. And they find a, any way to try to avoid the crowd when really, right deep down, really it's their vanity, right? Correct. Because they're not hearing the things that they want to hear. They're now going to be looking for a, a, a loophole in it or a way to... Sidestep. Yeah, to sidestep and find something else, something that's going to really sing the song they want to listen to. Yeah. So find someone who's done what you want to do. Yeah. Ask them questions and don't fucking question their answers. And and that's, and drop the ego at the door. That's well, you can't. You won't go to someone. You want to make a million dollars in a year. Find someone who's made a million dollars a year, and when they say this is how I did it, don't go. Oh yeah, but yeah. Mm. Drop the oh yeah, but. It's <laughs> no buts. Hey, well, there's no oh yeah, but because no. you've you've rang that person, you've asked that person. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you, you, but you talk about association. I find it's very hard. And, and one of the thing, the revelation I had over the last few weeks is, I am actually the worst kind of association you can have, right? <laughs> because I am, I am not interested in being the association that tells you how good you're doing. I am the kind of guy that will aim to see what's the ultimate that I see in you being. Why is that a bad association? And, and, and then <laughs> I go... Because no one ever calls you back. <laughs> they don't, mate. Eh? Because no one ever calls you back. Mm. They get one phone call with you, they see where you're going to push them to. And they get uncomfortable. And that's the end of the phone calls. Yeah. 
I'll wrap that up in get get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. We can make that number five or if that ties into number four, but fucking get comfortable with being uncomfortable, uncomfortable. because if you're going to grow, as soon as you step outside your normal parameters, you're going to be uncomfortable. But that's every where the time, growth comes. Every time you step outside your normal parameters, your normal parameters get wider as the crow flies. Correct. Get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable. I learned that phrase once and it was before I got into real estate and my biggest fear in life is heights. Well, it's actually not heights, it's falling. Okay. Like how am I going to get uncomfortable with, uh, comfortable with being uncomfortable? Jump and I went out of a plane? Fucking, no, I went to Wet n Wild. It, I won't jump out of a plane. <laughs> My missus is mad for that shit. I won't even try. But I went to Wet n Wild and there was this one ride, mate, where you stand on a glass floor yeah. and it drops out from under you. Oh, and it drops and you down. And you go around yeah, and yeah, around yeah. and I sat looking at that fucker for nine hours. <laughs> and I went on every other ride in the park and I'm like... Am I, getting unco- am I getting comfortable with being uncomfortable? Yeah, and swore at myself a few times. Yeah. And everyone in the whole of fucking Western Sydney knew when I was in that ride because when the glass <laughs> floor dropped, Just scream. oh, fucking swore. It was the longest <laughs> fuck you've ever heard in your life. Fuck! <laughs> and we went around loops and loops and loops and loops and loops. Did you do it again? But that was my way of... <coughs> Oh, trying geez. to grow the comfort zone and, and, and you know. No, he couldn't do it again. They had to change the entire water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should put him in there a plane. Was a, the perfect example was yesterday. You know, one of my guys who I yeah. thought was going to be okay ran out of the recruit course and he could not, he would not. What would you do to him? I didn't do a thing. He would not challenge do, himself to get comfortable with I didn't do a thing. What did he do? What happened? He, he can't do role he couldn't do role plays. He was very uncomfortable in role plays. Oh, I want to know what having, he did. Yeah, what did in, you say to him? No. Instead of having the mindset of role plays suck, I fucking hate role plays. Yeah, I hate them. The first <laughs> year I was the first year I was with the network. Every time mm. we had a training session at Castle Hill and it was time for partner up with someone, I had You'd to go hide. to the toilet, bro. <laughs> and I was next busting, time? bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, we won't go into the first person I actually did a role play with. He's no longer with the network, but you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and no one's going to grow and no one's going to be successful if they don't. End of. No, I, I think that going back to this guy, um, he's, a, he, he, he's a recruit yeah. who... We can learn something. Who thought after going through Opportunity Day with Cameron thinking, uh, I don't think you can. Yeah. He, he thought that... Coming down here, I was going to be able to turn him into magic. I'm sorry, mate. I, I can't do magic. You are who you are. I, I had a bit of a word with the rest of the team today, and they said, Thomas, you try really hard to help this guy get up there. Mm. But his ego got involved, and he thought you were having a go at him. When, when really, you spent so much time on getting that guy there. Yeah, and one of the recruits said, "Yeah, and even though you got him going there, afterwards he receded." And so I, I don't look at it this way, you know. When my, after my brother had leukemia, I, I really understood the value of time, the value of life. Mm-hmm. And for me, if I I know I'm okay as a, a salesman, but if I was to really try and enroll and become a ballet dancer, I hope that someone who's really specialist into ballet dancing look at me and say, "Thomas, you need to be thin." For ballet dancing. Please don't enroll in ballet <laughs> dancing, brother. Is that That's what the tutu's doing in the office here? <laughs> <laughs> no, and and no, I can but take it. I can take it bad, or I can say, 
this person is saving me life you because can, they're saving me time and that time can be really invested into a place where I know I can be even better. So maybe instead of ballet dancing, I become, I don't know, a rock dancer or whatever it is, but I still can be in dancing. Yep. But it could be in round ball dancing. I don't know. <laughs> Rap dancing. Yeah. I mean, get that some guy is never going to be comfortable being uncomfortable. You, you will be in his comfort Yeah, I zone. think that was your fifth rule, isn't it? Yeah. I, I think that's the go. Be I, comfortable. Being uncomfortable. With being uncomfortable. And find things that make you uncomfortable and do them on purpose. I won't jump out of a plane, but that ride at fucking wet and wild. So so now so now I you just gave the rule and then suddenly like you, you broke the rule. Break the rule. Yeah. I, I think that you should jump out no, of the plane so. before I you can so. we no, can I even validate this podcast. I mate. saw a quote yesterday that said the key to living is do the things in life that truly scare you the most. And I went, well, there you go. I'm so shit scared of getting eaten by a shark. Oh, well, we'll get Should, the is that the key to fucking living? <laughs> I'm like, there's context around everything. But I, I, I don't know. I mean, there are things that sometimes we don't have to do. Like, I'm, I'm scared of being burned. Do I have yeah. to get burned before? No, I, well, that was a quote. And I'm like, <laughs> the, the logical... <laughs> <laughs> the logical brain in me went... No way. I've just spilt wine all over TL's desk, so emergency stations. <laughs> emergency stations, quick. Oh, onto the pate. Oh, the blue cheese. Not the blue oh, well. cheese. It looked like poo anyway. Oh, well, people, we better let go. And so uh, thank you very much, boys. We uh, will cut it off from here, all right? Yeah, Talk to you up. soon. Thanks clean so up. much. Cheers. Bye. Yeah, bye.